right, peace to the gods, peace to the gods. East of L here. All right, I'm back on, back on, and what I'm on for now is some uh, Q&A is your opportunity to call in and ask me a question. All right, call-in number is 424-222-5250. Once again, the call-in number is 424-222-5250. You can call in and ask a question. Make sure I got this. And I got a little different thing this uh I got it patched in to, so I'm broadcasting simultaneously on on blog talk radio. All right. I'm waiting for y'all to get in. Your number one source for knowledge in the information age. High Frequency Radio Network. Yeah, I like that. Let's see. Real talk. Real people. Real radio. High Frequency Radio Network.com. The hottest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio Network. Sync up. You're listening to Yusuf L on the baddest radio network on the planet, High Frequency like Radio. Face, face, face. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, what's happening? What's happening? So, I'm back. Okay, you can call in. Take this right call in number. I'm putting a link in the uh Okay, they got another number on here. Let me let me give y'all another number to call in. Give y'all another number to call in. I see that one's having a problem. Let me give y'all another number. Okay, I want you to refresh. Refresh. I put the number on here. Y'all call in on that number right there. I just put the number in the chat. And you can refresh. And y'all call in that number. The number to call in is 3999-3625. 563-999-3625. Call in and speak to the host. See if it works. I'll be scared to call in. Five six three. You have to raise your hand too when you call in. People charge one cent a minute. Was one cent a minute. Let me get the uh, if it's outside the calling plan. Let me get let me get the calls in six six two two five two five. You on the line? What's on your mind? Yusuf, can you hear me? Loud and clear. What's going on? 
Okay, well, I've been listening to you for over five years, and so I've been going through a divorce uh, for two years. It was just final last week, and, you know, I went in there. I was, like I said, I've been listening to you for a long time, so I was throwing on there, uh, all rights reserved, DBA, all of that. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I'm trying to figure out why okay. you're doing all that in a divorce. I mean, because the divorce, family uh, law is private law. But go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm listening. Um, so I, I just, I need your help. I, I don't know. I just, I rather would like to talk to you privately. Um, but okay. basically he. Well, ask he, me something. Got, ask me a, in, ask me a question in general. Okay. How can I, um, I need to get custody of my girls. He he had three lawyers. He had three lawyers. He took my two little girls. I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. Um, he's getting them. I don't know where you stand religiously as far as vaccines, Check. but um, I've tried Check. to get, he he's, uh-huh, I'm sorry, what? Now, go ahead. I'm trying to get this, uh, this uh, volume. <sighs> Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, check, 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 check. So, I mean, I know, I know I've got to, I know I've got to appeal it, but like I said, he went in there with three lawyers and, um, I had one lawyer, but then he was harassing my one lawyer, which is a, is like the best lawyer around, but, I don't I don't know exactly how to how to challenge um like the jurisdiction. I mean, we've we've lived in this state. I I, I still have a I have a license from another state, but we have lived here a couple of years. Um I don't know what what, what would you suggest my next move be? Um Okay, I, I got the we volume together. Yeah. Mhm. Okay, I'm sorry but I had I had a I, cre- I checked the volume because uh, mm-hmm. people weren't getting, people weren't hearing the show. So now yeah, I think they can hear, hear the show. Yeah, you can't hear online. You can't hear online. Uh, I don't. I, I mean. Yeah, I think you can hear it. You can. You can hear it now. You can hear it now. You can hear it now. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Got it. I'm gonna turn this down. Yeah, you can hear it now, right? Yep. Yep. You got it. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry about that, y'all technical difficulty that's good they didn't hear the question that you were asking good, because we, i'm trying to stay private uh, <laughs> kevin kevin private okay all right well let me just say this let me say this okay all right let me say this okay first of all when when you're dealing with divorce you know I, i'm a father i've been in that situation uh-huh. it's not my place to say who's the best parent for the children I'm just going to be honest. I don't know your situation. You sound like a nice lady, but I'm sure if I allowed him to call in and call in, you'll have his side of the story to tell. Uh, he can start, you can start, you can start like, for instance, I can sit up here and bad mouth my mother, the father, uh, the mother of my child all day. I can tell all kind of, I can talk about uh-huh. how she's irresponsible. I can talk about how she doesn't seem because she's not from a, a different era. She doesn't seem to have any morals or anything like that. You know, I could talk about, uh, you know, that I don't think she's fit 
to raise my child in the healthiest environment. I could make that argument, you know. But then she could come on and then start talking about me and all the things that I do. So, you know, it's, when it's in a court situ- situation, you can't – and that's the next thing. None of these processes are designed for that. You know, it's not for, you know, for a family law type situation. Uh, these processes are designed to rebuff the government when it attempts to force on you some sort of obligation due to you, have, due to you having some sort of status, an inferior status. As far as your children, I mean, the only thing I can say is why, why is it that y'all can't talk, you know, and I can understand how it's difficult. Trust me, uh-huh. I understand uh-huh. that it's difficult. But the, the, what is the root of the problem that got y'all to the situation where y'all were fighting for custody? Why why is it y'all couldn't share custody equally amongst each other? That That's my first uh, question. Why I is guess. that? Why is it that y'all couldn't get together and agree uh-huh. and do 50-50 and say you have the kids and I have the kids and have, it comes to some sort of equitable agreement where both of you I can have the child, you know, can have spend time with your children because it's both of y'all's children. Right. I, well, I guess it was because he was he was always gone, and, um, and then he just wanted to completely just come take him away after um, he had, you know, been on the road traveling for a long time, and so he had never really been involved. Um, and so then he just that that's that's just how it went. But, um, I mean, and I didn't, I didn't bash him. I didn't bash him. That's not, I didn't bash him before I got to get on the line, before the line, you know, before the technical difficulties. So, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. He could, he could exactly call in and say, hey, she, she's horrible. So, but. but yeah, you know, she, he could, he could, he could yeah. call in and say, hey, you know, don't listen to what she's saying. She's a liar. You know, he could, he could start going in on you. And, and 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 not to say that he'd be correct or you're correct. That's not my place to to say who's right and who's wrong because I don't know. I don't know either one of you. But what I am trying to say is that children need their mother and their father. And what is it mm-hmm. that we're doing in this age today where people are thinking that they can raise children in a one-parent household or that you can t- keep with the children from the other parent? It's just ridiculous. And you have more women doing that than men. Let's, let's just keep it for 100 now. I tell you what, this is really <laughs> – this this whole time, I, I can I can see from the male perspective. I I I, I hate how the legal system is for a man because I I promise, even in our divorce papers, they were labeling me the husband like for a long time. He and, and it's like you know how the woman can can easily call the law. I mean, he's like just trying to get the law on me, call the cops on me. You know what I mean? It's it's like harassment. And I just feel for anybody, any man or woman that goes through that. But I, I think I definitely see it, it's more often the man who gets treated that way. Yeah, ma- the majority yeah. of the time. But I, yeah. all I can say on yeah. that, ma'am, is, you know, just try to get yeah. you an attorney or call him. And, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, you can get more with sugar than you can get with, uh, I don't know, who, who is responsible <laughs> for the divorce? Who left who? You or him? Who left who? Uh, he filed. He filed. He filed. He filed. Why he filed the divorce? Why? Why? Uh, he he was out of country. He was out of country in Mexico. Like I said, he was always gone. He was out of the country in Mexico and out of the country. Wait, hold on. He was out. He was out of the country he doing what? What was he, he was doing? Working. He was okay. Working. He's working. All right. All right. So he was working. Okay. He was gone three four months. 
you know, he comes back with um, um, some some stuff that you need a prescription for here. He said that it's legal in Mexico. You can get um, Cialis. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? So anyway, long story short, I don't know, something happened in Mexico. He, then he went back to work in Mexico, and then he just filed for divorce. So, you know, I can kind of assume what was some, something's going on. So, mm-hmm. All right. Okay, hold mm-hmm. on for a second. They talking about okay. people on the on the internet talking about something's wrong with the sound. Can you hear? Can you hear the uh, show? I can. Go, huh? I, well, I walked away. I walked away so it wouldn't echo. But I can walk back in there. Hold on. One second. Yeah, I can hear. I can hear. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a little choppy. It's really. Yeah, choppy, it is choppy. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, y'all. Let me uh. Put a chop, chop. See, I told you I wanted a private call, so <laughs> that's just how it happens, I guess. Hold on for a second, y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm tripping on it. Hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a little delayed, too. Okay. That's one thing. It's a little delayed. can't hear her she's underwater oh my god yeah (laughs) that's crazy oh man i don't know like i said just this is my number um so if you think of any um, all right i'm gonna tell you that's out of my purview I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I don't know what to tell you on that right there. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that. I'm going to be honest. So, uh, let me delete shot. Okay. Let's see. Check, check, check. Check. <clears throat> check, check. Check, check. Okay, does that sound better? Check, check. Yeah, you're clear now. Check, check. You can hear me through on the uh, internet? Let's see. No. Hold on. Say something. I turned the volume up. No, I turned the volume up. I'm not hearing anything. No. Somebody said it's off. Yeah, you can't hear. Okay. All right. Let me call you back, all right? Okay. And put you back in in queue. Okay. All right. What's going on? All right, if you're on blog talk listening, if you're on blog talk listening, y'all give me a second. Just give me a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to correct something. Just give me a second. You're listening to Yusuf L. on the baddest radio network on the planet, High Frequency Radio.
I've been waiting for you, boy. Now, where's the shit? The shit? The shit. The shit that you found. Oh. Don't worry. You'll get the shit. You'll be knee deep in the shit. Nowadays, they say it's easier to kill than to try to control millions. National debt sits in the trillions. And there's a plot to steal the birthright of the children of Israel, the real ones. Plans to hide every revolutionary's relevance. Triggered by the FBI's counterintelligence. Leaders killed and jailed unjustly by its director. The aggressor, J. Edgar Hoover, the racist cross-tripper. His orchestration of hatred-laced investigations. The infiltration of civil rights organizations. Assassinations, character defamations through media, even today used in deceiving and misleading you. Believing the war motivated lies defeating you. Corporate America fees get greedier and greedier. Neocons hate the poor, they spent years denouncing them. The poor built this country, but nobody's looking out for them. You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you. Left side, right side, over you and under you. You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you. Right there in front of you Left side, right side Over you and under you You don't see it But it's right there in front of you Nonsense, keep people unconscious, pompous, governments keep sponsoring bomb hits. Honesty is far gone, the land is a war zone. Your family and your children consuming animal hormones. Nothing is organic, nearly everything will is gone. Fast food places in the great meat with silicone. Every day we pay for it, now the whole nation's sick. Addictive and money-driven drugs are what the patients get. Any natural remedy, the FDA sanctions it. Cause they don't want the cure, they want the money. Money that they make from it. The USA's a corporation. Wealth is the emphasis. Prison industrial complexes, slave businesses, stock market interested. The reason that they build them in advance is because they know eventually they're gonna fill them. Orchestrated a system to incarcerate your children and project future inmates based on that to make millions. You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you. Left side, right side, over you and under you. You don't see but it's right there in front of you Right side, left side, over you and under you You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you Left side, right side, over you and under you You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you Never taught by the enemy and it won't be The real power is always the entity you don't see Subconsciously, 
at it in your head is where he wants to be. Thousands of media powers owned by three companies. 85% of the whole planet in darkness. Spend millions on sports teams while the homeless are starving. Nobody wants to protest, rally a picket, but it's a line around the corner for them concert tickets. Soldiers dying every day, you keep sending them out. I want to send 5,000 killers to Zimmerman's house. The Rockefellers in the Bush family in the same box, G. Henry Ford, all of them supported the Nazis. Members of the Tea Party still telling black jokes. You wearing the clothes, but the designer hates black folks. Reporters want to get dirt. Sound bites and excerpts. CNN must. Testing, testing. All right, we got action now. How's the sound now? Sound pretty good? Mic check? Mic check? All right, we got the sound good. Okay, if y'all on the line, call in number once again. I'll do it all over again. Is 563. Let me put it in the uh, chat. I mean, I can re- y'all can re- uh, refresh your screen if you want to see what the uh, call-in number is. I'll put it in the chat, too. Call-in number, call-in number, call-in number, call-in number. All right, so I think now we got action. Make sure we got everything. I got to, you know, when I'm doing this, I got to watch like several different things going on at the same time. I got to watch the monitor. I got to look who calling in. I got to look at my, my, my volume levels. I see why people have somebody else doing this shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have your studio. You got somebody, an engineer, he's doing everything. So you just concentrate on doing the show, for real, you know, because it's like trying to do all this shit is just, ah, Lee, yeah, you do need an engineer. You're trying to, you're trying to do all the technical stuff, answer calls. But I am incredible. I get it all done. All right. I'm going to get back to the last lady who called in, okay? She called me in. She called in. She was asking about divorce, but. I ain't on that child custody thing. That ain't really my area, you know, because I go through a lot of that stuff, you know, and I try to be as diplomatic as possible, you know, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. I understand. Anyway, let's get back. 781-0144. You know if you want to you know if you want to you know if you want to ask me a question when you call in you have to press number 1 to raise your hand. You have to press number 1 on the phone. Just call in and think I'm going to answer your call. You have to call in and press number 1. 602-9196. You're on the line. It's on your mind. 
Peace. Good night. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. What's happening? Peace, brother. So <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm signed in SPC University. You know I mean, I've uh, been an advocate of yours for a little over a year now. So uh, I think I'm getting the, the system pretty down packed. Now, my pops has been involved in a, a criminal charge. Um, he's a, a felon himself, right? But there is no, you know, the victimless crime, you know, possession um, right. of a, a firearm. So um, I was uh, going through, you know, if this was, uh, I was going through some of the the class recordings, and you were um, speaking of a few forms going in there. Obviously, he he hasn't gone through the process, secure party process yet. So um, you were speaking of a few forms, like a, a attorney instruction form, a few OS SF forms. Obviously, those kind of forms, um, and uh, like an affidavit of truth and so on. Is there? Um, some other kind of forms that you would recommend outside of those going in going in there when one has not yet gone through that that security party process. Okay, very good, very good question. <clears throat> the whole thing in dealing with a criminal charge that they are trying to hide from everybody is the nature of the action, nature of the act which is the Sixth Amendment, which is the whole key to everything. So let me, I know y'all can see on the screen, let me pull out something for you real quick. And um, that's a very good question. Let me see if I can pull up some documents. Let's let's take a look at this. The nature of the action, what is important for you to understand, because it's a debt collection in short. They used to have debtor's prison where when you committed a crime, okay, and you can tell this is what it is. If y'all look at what's happening with Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, they pissed these Jews off. What are they doing to them? They're attacking their money. They're charging them money. Okay, you got to give us 500000 for this. Kanye, you need to give us $200 million for this. You need to give us two point five just because you pissed us off. Everything in this system today is about money. Okay, y'all got to get this through your head. Now, The curious thing about that is there really isn't any money. When I say there isn't any money, I mean money constitutionally mandated money, money, gold and silver, substance-backed currency. That doesn't exist. There's no more of that, okay? We have what what is called money of account. Now, this is important, especially when you're dealing with a criminal case. The bond that he's asking for is what you have to put in all cases. I, due to the fact that it's an admiralty, it's in the nature of admiralty, a colorable admiralty, but admiralty nonetheless. In admiralty, they required bonds. Both the, the uh, defendant and the prosecutor had to put in a bond, what they would call a caution. Today we call it a bond. A bond is simply a promise. It's simply you promising to cover all the cost of the case. Okay, no matter the outcome of the case, you have, you're covered it. Now, when you do that, it becomes your court. When you go in there, the number one thing that you have to do, avoid doing, is arguing. That's the number one thing you have to avoid doing because if you argue, arguing means you're going to trial because arguments are resolved in a fact-finding procedure or some sort of fact-finding, okay? The judge is called a fact-trier. The jury is called a fact-trier. 
So if we have an argument of what the facts are, then if neither sure. one of you can agree on that, then you have to take it to a third party and let them agree on what the facts are. Once those facts have been agreed upon, now we can begin to talk about the law and applying the law to the facts that have appeared. However, to circumvent all of that, you need to get an agreement with the, your opposing party prior to any of that happening. That is what an administrative problem, what we term an administrative process, which is simply you reducing the issue down to paper, corresponding with your opponent, which in, in this case would be the prosecutor, and letting them know, say, look, I'm going to accept these charges for value and consideration in exchange for full settlement and closure of this accounting, okay? And I'm giving you the authorization to do so. This is what the letter of rogatory or the instruction letter for the attorney is, which is what you should do. Now, the instruction letter of the attorney contemplates that you've already con uh, completed an administrative process. Do you necessarily have to be a secure party? No, you don't. But you do need to at least have com uh, uh, completed some sort of administrative process. So when you appear in court, there's already an agreement, in fact, between the prosecution and the defense. All right? There isn't any need for an argument. And you have evidence of that fact because you have Exhibit A is your uh, letter of acceptance, Exhibit B, your notice of default and opportunity to cure, and Exhibit C, which is going to be your uh, uh, default notice from your uh, notary. All right? Those three items are always needed in any type of situation that you're seeking to resolve an argument or an issue or a controversy that you have with someone in the public. It, uh, for a matter to be resolved, it must be expressed. This is what on your 10 commercial maxims of law. That's one of the, I think it's number seven, okay? For a matter to be resolved, it must be expressed. So you have to put it into writing. You also need two witnesses. All right, so the, the, uh, the um, 3811 form, which is your green card of your, of your certified mail that you're sending in the mail, we are correspondent, that is a witness. The post office is a witness. And also the notary is a witness because the notary is the one that's going to conduct the process for, for you. The notary is the one that mails the papers. That's why you make sure your notary has a P.O. box. And the notary is the one that comes and checks the P.O. box to make sure that uh, they mailed something back or attest to the fact that nothing came back. The notary is your, your witness right, to the transaction. And let, let, look, this man right here attempted to resolve this issue with, this pe with these people before we got to court. See, I think that's a lot of times what people think. They get a criminal charge, and they think you have to go to court to resolve it. You don't have to go to court to resolve it. What do you think that the attorney does to you when he uh, gives you a plea deal? A plea deal is you resolving the issue before you get to court. He's offering you terms. You're going to accept them or not. And if you won't accept them, he say, okay, let's go to trial. Well, you're doing the same thing. You're offering them terms. And you're saying, well, look, I'm not going to argue any facts. I'm going to agree with all your facts. Okay, and I want you to settle and close this matter. So there's no need for us to go to a trial. The, the danger is always trying to take you to trial. They're always trying to take you to trial. They're always trying to hold that over your head, and they'll try to railroad you into trial. The thing is, is that you need to have something on the record showing that you are not disputing any of the facts in the case. You've heard me say a lot of times, I'm a holder in due course. Here's a third-party intervener making a special appearance as an authorized representative for the defendant. I accept for value and return for value all the charging instruments in this matter and make my exemption as principal available for discharge of all obligations and charges connected with this case. I do not dispute any of the facts contained in the charging instrument. Please use my exemption for offering an adjustment of the public charges against the defendant and release the order of the court to me immediately. I want settlement and closure of this. John, I don't want to argue anything. They know what you're saying. Look at their face while you're saying this. 
Look at the, look at them in their face while you're saying it, and watch how they start. All this right here. Watch the body language. Watch the body language when you ask your attorney, can I get the bid bomb? See, the first thing you have to do is you have to convince yourself what I'm telling you is real. I can't do it. You got to do it yourself. You got to represent yourself. A sov- You're not a real sovereign until you've been in the court anyway. You've been at until you've, until you've actively attempted to try to defend your rights yourself. That's when you're sovereign. A sovereign is responsible for himself. A sovereign is not going to allow somebody else to be responsible for him. You know, getting a public defender is a good thing. He's a good thing because he's, he's there in the public. He's, he defends the public is what he does. He's a public defender. He's not a private defender. He don't defend private rights. He's a public defender. All, right, all of them work for the state. All of them work for the state. The public defender works for the state. The prosecutor works for the state. And the judge works for the state. It is the biggest joke. It, this is just the biggest joke that I can think of when them people be giving us attorneys and shit and trying to act like the attorney has our best interest at heart when all three of these motherfuckers work for the state. How the hell are you going you gonna to win and all of them work for the state? All right, so your mindset, you, it's going to require you to have a different mindset. You got to let the state win. You're looking for a win-win situation, not a win-lose situation. You cannot approach these courts with a win-lose situation when you're going to, against the state. They're going to win 98% of the time. If you approach them with a win-lose mentality, you have to approach them with a win-win mentality. I want y'all to win, and I'm going to win. What they are seeking is they're seeking some kind of money because they're $30 trillion in debt. The statutes are cross-referenced and cross-indexed with bonds of a certain amount. This is how they're making money. This is how they're financing government through, through charges. A charge is a lien. Let's look at charge real quick. Let's look at it. Hopefully, y'all are on the internet watching all of this. Okay. So we're going to look at a charge real quick. Let's go to the classroom. Get on here and go to the classroom. Is the order of the court, is that an assessment? The order, yeah. Is it from the judge? Trying to give me the order. You know what I'm saying? The ruling. Oh, the court order. Okay, the court order. All right. All right, so... We get on here and we get into our legal dictionary. And right here, you watching the screen, man? You see what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm on there. All right, okay, good. So I'm gonna go to Black's Law Dictionary. We're gonna look up this word charge real quick because I gotta get I gotta change y'all mind about some things, all right? So we're gonna look at this word charge real quick, because that's another thing that that gets a lot of people. They think they know what these words mean. They say, Man, I got me a charge. You don't even know what charge means. You don't even know what a charge is. You sitting there walking around talking about I got a charge. You don't know what a, we don't even know what the word means. What is a charge? All right, let's look at charge. Let's look and see what a charge is. That's the first thing we need to know what a charge is. All right, so here we got is a charge. Now we got seven different senses of the word charge. Number one. A formal accusation of an offense as a preliminary step to prosecution, a murder charge, also termed criminal charge. All right. Number two, an instruction or command, a mother's charge to her son. Number three, a jury charge. Review the charge for appealable error. 
Number four, an assigned duty or task, a responsibility, the manager charged to open and close the office. And here it is, number five, an encumbrance, a lien, or claim, a charge on property. How do we know when we go into the courtroom which one one of these charges they're talking about? Okay, when they say, well, you've been charged with X, Y, and Z. Now, the first thing you do when you go into court and they want you to plead, you ask the judge, you say, judge, I'll be more than happy to enter a plea into the record. However, I have seen no charges. What they will do is they will bring over an indictment or an information or an accusation and put it on the desk in front of you. You will calmly pick it up, look at both sides, and say, Your Honor, I see no charges. I request that the Honorable Judge direct the prosecutor to read the charges into the record. The first thing you have to do is require them to read the charges into the record so we can establish liability for the individual who is bringing charges against you. Remember, if somebody in the public is bringing charges against you that are unfounded and unwarranted, then they are liable for that. Somebody has to pay for that, especially if it involves you using, losing your liberty. This is why it's very difficult to beat these people because they don't want to accept any liability for anything. And these liability can reach into the millions of dollars very easily because there's a charge for every minute that you hold somebody against their will in jail and they didn't do anything. So they don't get you to plead to something. They have to. Whether it's a misdemeanor, they reduce it or something, they want you to plead to something because they don't want that liability. It's a lot of fucking money. It's millions of dollars for holding somebody in jail and they're innocent. 200 million, 300 million, those type of numbers we're talking about. Those type of numbers we're talking about, all right? So this is what is at stake for them. They got to make sure that they find you guilty, okay? This is why they're so reluctant to drop charges because there's a lot of money at stake. A charge is a lien. The only thing they can put a lien against is your Social Security number. That's the only thing that the government has to put a lien against. That's the only connection that they have to you as a private citizen. This is why you do a secure party process. You're putting a lien against your social security number, so you already have one in place. Anyone who does mortgages, you understand what I'm talking about. That's why you do a title search to make sure if you're going to do a lien, uh, uh, give a loan against a home, you can't have somebody else in the first position because if there's a foreclosure, you get second. The first person get all the money, he's going to get every dime of his, and you're going to get what's left. So that's what you're doing. You're putting a $200 million, $300 million, $200 billion lien against your property, and then they can come with their lien if they want to, but it's second in line, and you will pay them out of the credits that are on your bond on deposit with the Treasury Department. you coming in as a third-party intervener. That's Rule 24 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. You're intervening on the matter because you have property that is apparent, that is, that is in danger. Your property is your straw man. Your property is your estate. If you want to see examples of this, let me show you an example here in Georgia. And they got it in all the states. It's not in this Georgia. They're all doing the same thing. They're all doing the same thing in all 50 states. You just may have to look a little harder in your state statute. But we go over here to OCGA 17. Let's go to Title 17. All right, you can see this criminal yeah, I'm here procedure. In Arizona and they- they they talk about attachments all day in our our uh, our statute. Yes, an attachment. It's a lien. Look at this right here. Assessment and payment of cost of criminal proceeding. General provision right here. It says imposition of cost of prosecution upon the defendant generally. Right here. The cost of a prosecution, except the fees of his own witnesses, shall not be demanded of a defendant until after trial and conviction. 
if convicted, judgment may, and this word may means must, judgment may be entered against the defendant for all costs accruing in the committee and trial courts and by any officer pending the prosecution. The judgment shall be a lien from the date of his arrest on all the property of the defendant. The clerk shall issue an execution on the judgment against the property. Now, as for any criminal case that you have, they put a lien against all your property. What is the only way? What, how can they put a lien against your property? How are they going to locate your property? There's only one way the government locates your property. That's through the Social Security number. There's only one way. That's the only way they can do it. If you don't have nothing in your name, they can't put a lien against it. And they do this for everybody. So we have to ask the question, well, what if I'm a homeless person living on the street? An attorney asked me that question. I say, everybody's worth something. That's why they have a minimum wage. They don't have a maximum wage. They have a minimum wage because they'll pick your ass off off the street and put you in prison and put your ass to work. That's what they do. Labor has value. Every human being has a minimum value. That's why we have a minimum wage. They put you in a labor camp and put your ass to work, and you're going to pay your debt to society. They don't tell you any of this. This is why you go in and you got to ask for the bond. You go and ask for the bid bond. Now, the standard form 2425 and 25A, which is the bid bond, performance bond, and payment bond, these are general con- contractor bonds. They're standard form. SS stands for standard form. They're utilized a lot in these particular matters to resolve an issue. You can put these in. I, I don't know if it was Tony King or somebody who uh, – um, I was given the information. I had some real good information. Showed me how to fill out the forms and everything. And that's what I'm teaching on SBC University, how to fill out these forms. You know, first of all, you got to locate where the property is held. If they're in prison, you know, you got to put that in there. And it's a process in filling out the standard form. But the bonds are to take the place of the body. You know, it's just like a bail bond. When you get a bail bond, they release you when the bail bonding company comes. And all it is is just a piece of paper that they file in the court. It's a promise that you will appear, and then they let you out of jail. The bond takes the place of the body. Okay, well, it's the same thing what you're doing. That was a bail bond. You're doing a case bond, a bond that's going to cover the cost of all the costs that are involved in this. So they won't put a lien against you. They got to take it because there isn't any money. But you got to honor and You got to put that bond on record. Now, if you want to know what this bond looks like, they have some that looks like well, I'm going to show you in, in, their, in, their, in their statutes first so you won't think I'm, I'm playing. Now, you can see also the reason that the prosecutor won't drop it because the prosecutor, this right here is the imposition and cost and jail fees upon the prosecutor or complainant. The prosecutor's name shall be endorsed on every indictment and shall be compelled to pay all costs and jail fees upon the acquittal or discharge of the person accused when the grand jury by its foreman on returning a no bill expresses as an opinion that the prosecution was unfounded or malicious. Number two, a jury on the trial of the prosecution finds that it was uh, it to be malicious. Or number three, the prosecution is abandoned before trial. When it is thus, thus abandoned, the officer who issued the warrant shall enter a judgment against the prosecutor for all costs and, the, and enforce it by the execution in the name of the state or by an attachment for contempt. You know what an attachment for contempt is? An attachment for contempt is a warrant. Is it right here? Imposition of right. costs and jail fees upon the prosecutor or complainant. Attachment for contempt down here. This is a warrant for an arrest for the prosecutor. This is why they don't drop cases, y'all. This is why they don't drop them, because they got to pay. This is the hot potato game. Who is going to be liable? Once they put that charge on you, there's a liability attached to it, and somebody got to pay it, and they're not going to pay it. They're going to have you pay it. 
And you become liable for it once you enter a plea. You made an appearance on the case. They need you to make an appearance. And that's why they force your appearance. That's why when you refuse to enter a plea, the judge will do one for you. Because they got to make sure you make an appearance. They're going to force you to. Because you're a U.S. citizen and you cannot question the debt. There's a debt. All this, what's operating behind the scenes of all this is the national debt. This right here is the reason for the criminal justice system. At one point, they were trying to sell you bonds, U.S. savings bonds and things like that. What enough people uh, buying that, that crap? So then they started to go into a mode with doing something else. Yeah, the U.S. debt clock. This is the problem right here. That's your problem. There's your problem right there. $31 trillion in debt. I remember when it was 28. I remember when it was 27. Man, it's going. It's almost going up a trillion dollars a year now. With the interest and everything, a trillion dollars a year. They ain't going to never get paid, man. They looking at us. Do you understand that the debtor is enslaved to the creditor? That when you that that this is the United States debt. Uh, you see what it's saying? U.S. debt, debt per citizen. All of this right here. These U.S. citizens are being used as a surety through the process of a novation. Okay, they made you accountable for the U.S. debt. This is not your debt. This is the debt of the corporate United States. They have with the Federal Reserve, with the central banks, which are not constitutional entities constitutionally you couldn't ever be responsible for the national debt but because you elected voluntarily to be a u.s citizen they're making you responsible for the debt they verify before you come into the courtroom that you are a u.s citizen that's why they arrest you take pictures of you and fingerprint you and do a background check on you before they ever bring you into court because they're verifying yes this is a u.s citizen we can take them into this territorial court this legislative tribunal that we're bringing you into where uh, the only issue is debtor and creditor you violated one of their statutes. You're being charged an amount of money for that violation, and all they want to know is whether or not you're going to pay it or not. There ain't any money to pay anything with, so all you can do is accept it for value and offer them some sort of negotiable instrument to offset the obligation. You have to stick to your guns. You can't go in there and just say this one time. You've got to repeatedly stand on this every time they talk to you, every time they say anything to you. One of the things I was watching with Daryl Brooks is, you know, and I can understand he's new to all of this, and he succumbed a lot of times to what the judge was attempting to do. The judge just, just overburdened him and threatened him. You got to be willing to. You got to be willing to be put in contempt. You got to. You got to like. You got. You got to ask questions. You know. You got to think about what you're saying in court. You know, if you go in the courtroom and you say, you know, Jan, I just need. I need to. You know, it's my understanding. I have a right to. You know, the note. You know, the note. Know the nature and cause of any action I'm involved in. Is that not correct, sir? You know, and look at him. Just give him his look. Ask him a question. Yes, you do. You know, we are. The Sixth Amendment does grant, grant me that right. Make sure you're on the record. Because they ain't going to never talk about against the Constitution on the record. They can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. Because anytime they say anything on the record, it, it has the chance of going all the way to the Supreme Court and everybody in the public reading it. But they ain't going to say nothing on the record, even if it's not a constitutional matter. They're going to act like it is. So you say, you know, well, do, you know the Sixth Amendment... Don't have a right to know the nature and cause of this action. You got an attorney out there saying you're going to get a contempt charge. Look that fucker in the face like, well, I'm going to get a contempt for Shit, now I got constitutionally protected rights, man. Fuck you. You're a public servant. If I'm in there talking about the Constitution, that's my fucking business. I'm not even fucking worried about you. You don't have my best interest at heart. Look at all the people going to prison, following you, following criminal attorneys. Ain't nobody getting, ain't nobody getting off their case getting a criminal attorney. They need to sit down somewhere and shut the fuck up. Ask them what their, 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 their win record is. They consider a win when they give you a deal. 
You didn't get 15 years. You got five. That's a win in a book. That's what they call a win. <laughs> you know, I went in there and negotiated a good deal for you. You were going down for a long time, and then you think it too. You know, my attorney did good for me, man. I was looking at 10 years. He got me four years and, and six years uh, probation. You got a 10-year sentence, fool. Probation is still incarceration. So, right here, back to this, this was a national debt. Let's look at what the bonds are. So, right here, we got the general imposition and cost, and we can see that the prosecutor has to pay. All right, so we also know they put a lien. If they put a lien against you, which is right here, the judgment shall be a lien on the date of your arrest on all your property. A lien is evidence of a debt. So, if it's a debt, then we need to get into creditor and debtor law. All right, we got to look at it and say, well, okay, well, this is a lien, man. If this is a lien, let me go to the Georgia Code. Let me find this right here. This is creditor and debtor law. So let's look at creditor and debtor general provision. Look at this real quick. Creditor and debtor relation, general provision. Creation of a creditor and debtor relationship. All right, whenever one person by contract or by law is liable and bound to pay to another an amount of money, certain or uncertain, the relation of debtor and creditor exists between them. So right now we can see right here that, hey, a lien is evidence of a debt. So this is by law. It doesn't mean by contract or law. If you owe somebody some money, that's a creditor and debtor relationship. So now we are in creditor and debtor law. I, they try to say, well, the UCC don't apply to this. Man, get out of here. Just get out of here and stop it. So let's get an attachment because these are attachments. These is when they start trying to attach the property. So here are the general provisions. So let's look at the bond requirements. That's it right here, bond requirements generally. Okay. No writ of attachment shall issue. We need to know what a writ of attachment is. A writ of attachment is a warrant for an arrest. Let's look at it real quick. Let's look at, let's look at warrant for an arrest. Writ of attachment. Let's look at attachment real quick. This is why you got to look up the words. Because they're speaking in another language. You don't even know what it means. It just sounds like, it just sound like it's real crazy to you or something. Let's look at what an attachment is. It appears 52 times. I'd attach. Attachment. Right here. The seizing of a person's property to secure a judgment or to be sold in satisfaction of a judgment. Look at that, man. Attachment of wages. All right? Provisional attachment. The arrest of a person. Here it is, number two. The arrest of a person. What is an attachment? The arrest of a person who either is in contempt of court or is to be held as security for the payment of a judgment. You understand that? Now when you go back and you see when they're going to get that prosecutor put a writ of attachment on them, you're going to be held, he owes some money. So they're going to hold him for satisfaction of a judgment. So you get a charge, that's the amount of money. It's an attachment on property. It's a lien. They're going to hold you until it's paid. That's what a charge is. You got to look at these words and see what they're talking about. So we get over here. We can see that no writ of attachment shall issue, and I say no warrant for an arrest shall issue unless accompanied by a bond with good security conditioned to pay the defendant. Notice they got to pay you all costs and damages that he may sustain in consequence of the issuance of the writ of attachment. In the event that the amount claimed to be due was not due, that no lawful ground for issuance of the attachment existed, or that the property sought to be attached was, uh, was not subject to attachment. 
The bond should be in a sum equal to twice the amount. Twice the amount is a replevin bond. That's what they did in, that's in the nature of a replevin bond. What we did back in common law, when they wanted to seize property, they had to indemnify the sheriff by giving them a bond that was two times the amount of the property. So right here it's telling you they got to put in a bond that's two times the amount equal to twice the amount claimed to be due to the plaintiff's application. The bond should be presented to the clerk of the court with the application provided for in Code Section 13-1839. Now we know who to give the bonds to, to the clerk. You give them to the clerk. All right, so goes back. Let's look at uh, what else they got in here. They got a lot of good things in here. Let's look at form of attachment. They got a copy of the bond right here. This is what the bond looks like. They got a template for the bond in here. The state of Georgia, county of Fulton, we, the people, principal, and blah, uh, security, jointly and severally acknowledge ourselves bound unto the foregoing defendant in the sum of such and such dollars subject to the following conditions. This is the bond. And here's the attachment right here, the warrant. To the marshal of said count, court, or his lawful deputies, to all singular and sheriffs, and to all lawful deputies, and to all lawful constables of said state, you're commanded to seize so much of the property of the foregoing defendant as will make the sum, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so right here, this is how you seize property. This is how you are supposed to when you get property. Now, they are doing the same thing in criminal law, They have to, but they're disguising it. Like, it's commercial in nature. They're seizing you. They're holding you as security for a debt until you pay it. But you go in there arguing something else. That's called an off-point argument. You are so concerned. They keep you so 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 concerned on what you did that you never think about what the real issue is. The real issue is not what you did. The real issue is the national debt that's going on behind the scenes, and the real issue is that this is a creditor and debtor situation, and the only thing that matters is the is the uh, is who's going to pay, who the creditor is, which is the state is the creditor or the United States whenever you come into their court. Because through the process of novation, they are responsible for a debt, and they pass that debt on to their surety, which are you, the United U.S. citizen. So this is the real issue that's going on behind the scenes. And when you approach these courts and you understand that and you think like that, and you see that everything is hidden, but when you start asking the right questions, the real nature of it will start to appear because you'll start to see how uncomfortable they are. They're not going to be ready for you because they haven't rehearsed. They talk to thousands of people a day, and almost none of them know the information I'm telling you right now. They go in there, and they just do whatever their attorney tells them to do, and they just roll right with it. But if you go in there and just stop and ask a question, it'll, it'll, t- it'll take everything that they're doing. They'll go into a tailspin. And then they got to go back, and they got to go back to the drawing board and think of a way to get you now. You'll never go into a courtroom again with any people in there. It'll always be a courtroom that'll be empty after that, after that point. Because they had a rail you railed you with nobody looking. It is important that y'all understand. So what I, is the alternative? Get an attorney? Think about it. Do you think an attorney will help your father? Man, I, we dropped off a, a damn a retainer. He ended up calling us a few days later and said, come pick it up. He didn't, he didn't want the retainer? No, we we Why? about to give him. Yeah, he he called the prosecutor. I guess that's what he said. He called the prosecutor. He said that you know she wasn't going for nothing, so he just said come come pick it up. So he said after that we had no choice but to you know what I mean. Get 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 a public defender, and give him a letter erogatory. Let me let me explain this letter real quick. 
What what is this letter of rogatory that uh, uh, that used to keep talking about? It's an attorney letter instruction. Let me um go over it real quick. We're back on SBC University. And there's two different kinds. There are a couple of them floating around out here. This is one. I'm not necessarily going to say this is the best, but this is a very good one uh, for people to think about. And um, here we got, what is it, court, mortgages, UCC, right? I'll just put that. Here it is right here. All right, so I'm going to show y'all what a one example of a le- attorney letter of instruction. You can only do this with a court-appointed attorney. You cannot do this with, when you go out and pay for an attorney. You can't do this with retained counsel. You can only do it if they appoint you a public defender, okay? The, uh, appointing you a public defender is an honor. Y'all stop thinking that having a public defender is a bad thing. It's about honor. Remember, one of the rules is staying honored at all costs. So what you have to do is you have to honor the court by accepting the public defender and giving him instructions and then allow the public defender to dishonor you by failing to follow your instructions. That's why you need to document this, send it in uh, certified or registered mail, uh, will return receipt requested with an affidavit of mailing, or you can email it to him and tell him this is what his instructions are, what you want him to say in court. So this is what the instructions look like right here. You notice right here it says, please take note that I'm claiming an interest relating to the property, which is the subject of this action. And I'm so situated that the disposition of the action may as a practical matter impair or impede my ability to protect that interest. Now, notice this is, this is verbiage coming straight out of Rule 24 of Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. Let me, let me show you where that's coming from. All right, he's a third-party intervener. He's intervening in a matter. We got Rule 24. Intervention, right here. I intervention, right on timely motion. The court must permit anyone to intervene who is given an unconditional right to intervene by a federal statute or claims an interest relating to the property or transaction that is the subject of the action and is so situated that disposing of the action may, as a practical matter, impair or impede the movement's ability to protect its interest unless existing parties adequately represent that interest. So now when we go back over here and we look at this right here, we can see where they got their verbiage from. Notice that they didn't quote the statute, but they're using the principle of the statute. That's what you do. You use all these statutes are based off of legal principles, y'all. The principles is what you understand, not the statute. When you're private, you don't use statutes in a private, in a private administrative process. You use contract. This is a contract that you have with the attorney. All right, so it says, please take note that I'm claiming an interest relating to the property which is the subject to this action, and I'm so situated that the disposition of the action may as a practical matter impair or impede my ability to protect that interest, which is not adequately represented by existing parties. No, it's not adequately represented because the public defender has a duty to the state first. I don't have a duty to you. You come third. There's a duty to the state, duty to the court, then a duty to you. And he's, going to not, and he's, not, he's defending the public interest, not your interest. I accept the kind offer of the U.S. District Court, Southern District of some state on nine blah blah by John Black to appoint you. That's the name of John Black is the name of the judge as an attorney for the defendant. I accept this offer of value, and I'm returning it with this notice to you. I'm now requesting that you escort your bar certificate during the course of this case and serve as my counsel in the following manner and only in the following manner. When I gave my, the first time I used this, the attorney contacted me and said, how did you know this? How did you know this? It's incredible that you know this. Then later on, he flipped the script on me. But I caught him so off guard, so surprised, he could not believe. He said, how did, how did, you, how did you know this? 
they're going to they gonna look at you as you have superior knowledge, but later on they're going to start to see that you really don't know what you're doing. That's what's going to hurt you. So it goes on, it says, number one, as there's no controversy in this matter, why am I saying there's no controversy? Remember, you've got to stay away from arguments. Arguments are going to take you as a direct, as a direct road to a trial, and you're going to lose. Do not participate in public controversy. You're going to lose. As there is no controversy in this matter, I do not want to argue any facts or public issues as they apply to the defendant. You're not authorized to foster an argument or to join an argument on my behalf or on behalf of the defendant. You're not authorized to defend the defendant. For you to stay in honor, I want you to enter this notice into the record by filing it with the clerk of court and by reading it into the record in open court. That's what you want him to do. Now, you want him to read this into the record. You want him to file it. You, you, if he don't file it, you go file it. Because really, when you have an attorney, he's the only one that can file anything. So on the day you come to court, you bring three, three copies with you. You bring one copy for him, one, one copy for the opposing counsel, one copy to file with the clerk, and one pot copy to sit down at the table with. You have three copies with you when you come to court. You always get three copies of any documents that you send to anyone. You keep three originals. You give an original for you because you need originals to file in court. You can't file copies. So you make three originals of all your documents. You send, you send an original to the prosecutor. You take a one original and you put it in the clerk's file. You file it with the clerk, and you keep one with yourself and sit at your desk, or you take it, or, or you take it back uh, or keep it in a safe at home or somewhere. But you have three copies of everything, anything that you do, any processes that you do, you keep three copies. Make a, if you have a notary, notarized documents for you, they always notarize three copies of my documents. I keep originals of everything. Go on. For you, to feel, for you to stay in honor, I want you to enter this notice into the record by filing it with the clerk according by reading it into the record in open court. This is notice that I've accepted for value and return all public offers associated with this matter and notice that I've made every effort to resettlement, to exchange my exemption for adjustment and set off of the public charges against the defendant. I ask the judge to take mandatory judicial notice of the private agreement that has been reached through offer and acceptance. A copy of the relevant certificate is attached. What is a copy of the relevant certificate? A copy of the relevant certificate should be the certificate of non-response from the notary. Prior to giving this to a public defender, you should have already completed an administrative process, have three exhibits. The first exhibit is your notice of acceptance. The second exhibit is your, no, uh, your default notice. And the third exhibit is your certificate of non-response. You give all those, you file those with the clerk as well as exhibits to this, and you hand it to him. This is evidence that there is no controversy. You have been, you have been corresponding privately with the prosecution. They did not respond. Therefore, they have tacitly admitted on the notorial record that there isn't any argument. And you bring that to the judge. You remove this to an, a court of equity, and then you, uh, you give it to the judge. You make, you make the judge take mandatory judicial notice of it. I want you to get a copy of the bond that bonds the charges in this matter. If there is no bond in the, in the file, I will provide one, one bond in my stead. I just showed you that a bond is required. These are, these are admiralty proceedings. Admiralty always requires that the prosecution and the defendants put in bond. In the admiralty in the old days, they called it a caution. Both sides are required to put in the bond. There's a presumption that they have a bond because each one of them has a bar card, and they've all taken the oath of office. The oath of office is their bond because the oath is a promise. They also have a bond on file with so the risk that, management department of the municipality in which they practice in, which allows them to work in the public. They have to bond this charge. If they don't bond the case, you put a bond in there, okay? I want you to request an appearance bond. Some people call it a, um, an appearance bond is another name for a signature bond. 
It's just another. They know what it means. The attorneys will know what it means if you say a parent's bond. You probably never heard that word like that, but that is what it is. It's a signature bond. I want you to request an appearance bond at no cost to me. No cost to me means that there isn't any, that a cost to you is when you have to appear, when you have to report, when you have to do piss tests, when you have to do take uh, drug tests and all of these kind of things right there. That's at a cost to you because it takes your time. No cost to you means I don't want to do anything. I'm going to sign my signature and I will be back when you schedule it. When you schedule it. So it's a signature bond is what they call it. But we're saying we're calling it what it is. I want you to request an appearance bond at no cost to me. So I can be released on my own recognizance. Another name is the recognizance bond. To be released on your own recognizance. So signature bond, recognizance bond, appearance bond, they all mean the same thing. When the bond has been issued, I will enter a plea of guilty to the facts. You're not saying you're guilty to their statutes, guilty to the facts. All you're saying right here is that I'm not going to argue any facts and law. Arguing facts is what gets you in trouble. I'm going to plead guilty to your facts. Another word, well, Another name for this is a confession and avoidance, which in that's a that's a common law plea, but in commercial world it's called an acceptance for value. Right here it says, listen, when the bond has been issued, I will enter a plea of guilty to the facts for the defendant. I will not dispute any of the facts in this matter, but I do not agree to be held personally liable with no protection. Alright? So you're telling them what it is, why am I pleading guilty, Yusuf? It just told you why. Okay? You're pleading guilty, but you're not agreeing to plead guilty with no protection. Let's look, at, let's look at something real quick. Let's go in our classroom. Let's go to our legal dictionary again. So then we go into 8th edition, and we're going to go into C. Control F. Right here, you can see it right, and then pull up confession. Right there, confession and avoidance. Is that one-page case bond, is that the public side? That That's the one that stays that's on the, the public, public side. Then? Yeah, it's on the public side. You're filing okay. it into the public. All it is is just a notice. So right here, this is confession and avoidance. Confession and avoidance, a plea in which the defendant admits allegations was pleads additional facts that deprive the admitted facts of an adverse legal effect. So right here, you can see I'm not talking crazy to you. You're like, well, why am I pleading guilty to the facts? You Well, you are pleading guilty to the facts because of the nature of the action that's being brought against you. This is a debt collection. Okay, that's why you're not going to argue with it, because as a 14th Amendment citizen, you cannot argue, any, you cannot argue against the, the, the debt. That's what you're doing when you go in there and fighting the case. That's because you don't know the true nature of the action. That's why it's important for you to know the nature of the action, the real issue. The real issue is the national debt. The real issue is that this is a debt collection. The real issue is there isn't any money. That's the real issue. So you're not going to dispute any facts. All right, so uh, confession and avoidance is a plea that was used in common law. Today they don't do that. They say acceptance for value. Accept for value and return for value, okay? All right, so now 
you, you just see right here, but I do not agree to be held personally liable with no protection. After acquiring the appearance bond, I authorize you to use my exemption to bring the accounting of this matter to closure. Request that the prosecution, uh, prosecuting right, uh, prosecuting attorney write the check to close the account and release the bond to the defendant. If for some reason, and this is why you go in there and you ask them for the bid bond. Go in there and ask them for the bid bond. Watch how they look. One thing about these people, even if they're looking at me right now, one thing that I discovered about them is they can't lie. There's something about them that they're afraid to lie to God. That's why they don't, they don't sign affidavits or anything. I, they, they, there's rules that they have to follow. If you think they can do anything that they want, you're mistaken. There are rules. There are, there are, this is why I'm always talking about natural law, because there are natural law rules that they understand. You've got to understand, all these judges, they Masons, Rosicrucians, every, almost every single one of them belong to some secret order. They know what the rules are. They're looking right now. They know what they are. You know what the laws are, man. You know, you can't do whatever you want to do. There's ramifications for that. But what they do is they try to play a game of getting you to succumb to fear. Fear is their tactic. You have to address fear. You have to make, if you're going to get in a criminal case, one of the first things that you have to do is you have to address fear. If you succumb to your fear, you're going to lose. Fear. The only way to overcome fear is through knowledge. And you have to be spiritually grounded. You have to be strong. If you're a person that don't have anything to stand for, you're going to be easily toppled. It's, it's a scary situation when you're going into a criminal court and you're facing a lot of time. If anybody's never done that before, you probably don't understand that, but it is. Right here. Now, this is, a, uh, this is if for some reason my request for an appearance bond is dishonored, I want you to give notice of my intent to accept John Brown's bond for value and to use it to bond the charges. Using his bond as surety. His signature is the only one on record as a responsible party. We're talking about the prosecuting attorney. Remember, I showed you in OCGA 1711-1, he's responsible too. So if he wants to discharge everything, he must be an agreeing, He must be the one agreeing to pay the debt. Get his bar card number. His bar card number is on there. That's just connected to his bond. Put his bar card number on the bond and make him the surety. If necessary, I also want you to give you notice of my intent to accept John Brown's bond for value and use it to charge a Chapter 7 involuntary liquidation and start discovery under 11 U.S.C. 1126B. If the dishonor is not cured within 72 hours, I want you to file the bankruptcy petition in the federal bankruptcy court naming the defendant as the debtor and John Brown as a delinquent creditor, along with others who have already or may dishonor me. You are authorized to distribute B-10 proof of claim forms, that, which are affidavits, to the dishonoring parties. What you're doing is you're taking them to the bankruptcy court and you're telling them, okay, y'all, y'all claim they owe you this money. All right, well, here, we need you to sign some affidavits swearing that you're the creditor. They're not the creditor. They're they $31 trillion in debt. The public is bankrupt. That's why they'll never sign. Uh, that's why an attorney will tell you straight up there's no such thing as debt. There's only the presumption of debt. That's when they write you a letter. They said, you're going to answer this within 30 days. We're going to presume the debt is valid. It's a presumption. Presumption of debt. Ain't no money. Now, this is going to require you to study involuntary bankruptcy. When bankruptcy first started, the majority of bankruptcies were involuntary. That's where the creditor would file uh, bankruptcy against the debtor. Now the debtor is filing bankruptcy to protect himself against the creditor. It's switched around. You're the creditor, and you're going to put them in an involuntary bankruptcy. I want to make it clear my intent is to settle this matter in a timely and honorable fashion. In the event you as my fiduciary dishonor me by not following my instructions, I request that you file a mandatory judicial notice of your refusal with the court and file a written appearance in the case. 
you want him to make an appearance because he becomes liable once he makes an appearance. You stand up and you tell him in court, you're going to read this into the record, and if he says no, you calmly tell him, you say, you know, Your Honor, you stand up, you talk to Your Honor, Your Honor, counsel is refusing to follow my instructions, therefore counsel is no longer necessary. Counsel is hereby fired. I'll be taking over the case. I'd like to make a part of the record the instructions that I have for the attorney. You read this into the record. You put his dishonor on the record. Everything is about the record. Now, you can come, the rest come to SBC University, and we can have some more discussion about that. But read, read dealing with presentments and creditors and their bonds. Start with dealing with presentments. Because that's going to give you a good education on how to move in court. Three documents, if you've got a cr- criminal uh, prosecution, I would recommend. That's uh, Court Survival Guide, Dealing with Presentments, and Creditors in Their Bonds. You need to study all three of those. And I would also read the Gene Keating transcript and the Gene Keating tr- Prison Treaties, five of them, if you've got a criminal case. Study all those, you'll have a lot of knowledge. All right. I'm going to go to the next caller, but hopefully that helps you a little bit to get you started, okay? Appreciate you, brother. Peace. All right. Let me go to 646-5887. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm Peace, doing good. Brother. How you, you doing? Peace. I'm all right. Be loud I'm and clear. Right. Hey, listen, man. I've been, yeah, I've been listening to you for a few years, brother, like more than a few years. And uh, the information you've, ha- you've given – Man, it's helped me to understand a lot of what's going on in in this world, man, and like how they really did pull the wool over our eyes. I don't know how many generations it took place, but it's crazy, you know. And like right now, I'm 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 in a foreclosure situation, and I'm trying to uh, I'm using the information that you've given uh, to get out of it. But you know, this being my first administrative process, uh, I think I've sort of. I've made a few errors here and there, so now I'm trying to rectify the situation. And so uh, uh, the short of it is uh, I started bonding everything. Like the, their, uh, their, their attorneys sent a, a debt collection, uh, a, an actual presentment in regard to a certain amount of debt. Uh, then they, they stopped the actual company themselves, the servicer stopped sending presentments years ago when uh actually no they 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 stopped charging i don't know what they did man they they literally stopped like uh, taking accounting since 2020 they hadn't been taking an accounting of anything and then like in the it, the the end of 2020 or 2021 they they did a a title change so all in one day they changed it three times like they changed the the, the uh title holder three different times in one day. So, and then about three years after that, they, they didn't utilize, uh, you know, I guess they started, they started coming after us with the foreclosure. And so what I, what I did was initially I bonded the case out using uh, my own bond. I wrote my own bond out and bonded the case out and, and they didn't, they didn't respond to any of those those bonds and presentments. I think eventually they did send one letter that said that they would, uh, they they uh, forwarded the bond to like uh, some department for handling, and then told me to send all of the correspondence to a remittance address. And then uh, I also sent the bond uh, discharging the uh, the the court case. So when the claim came in, I, I I sent that to the clerk. And all every time I sent a bond, 
I also sent it to the treasurer, to the treasury secretary. I think Janet Yellen is her name, and then I also sent it to the sheriff. I mean, uh, why, I are you, why, why are you using a bond? Why you? I don't use bonds to discharge a debt. Use a negotiable instrument like a bill of exchange or a promissory note. A bond is a promise. Okay. They all okay. promises to pay, but you know, a bond is used to, to you know, to abide the matter. To abide the matter. You know, I prefer to use an international bill of exchange because that's because it's drawing off of something. It's drawing off of something. So that's why we do the secure. Everybody who does the secure party process, they use a they use a bill of exchange. They don't use a bond or a promissory right. note. A promissory note is a two party instrument, and a bond is just. They all are good. You know, they all negotiable instruments. They have they have signatures on them. You know, technically they should they should take whatever they get. You know, just technically. But I'm just saying my preference because. There's more, um, it's a more formal type process to me that requires them to make presentment. And we have instructed, have a pre-existing agreement with the Treasury Department that allows us to make a presentment of this, uh, tender this to them in satisfaction of the obligation. And then they have a requirement to make a presentment to their uh, financial institution. And then they can, uh, you know, send that to the uh, Treasury Department. There's a requirement for them to do that. They have to make presentment once you give them a negotiable instrument. They got to make presentment and then come back and give you some sort of um, reason why they did not accept it. You can't just be, well, we don't take this kind of payment. That's against public policy. You know, they have to make presentment and then have some sort of notorial protest or something. You know, they got to present it to me with evidence of a defect from a qualified third party. um, And then I'll offer me an opportunity to cure that defect. It's just like when you get a bounce check, you get a bounce check. They got to send it back to you and say it was insufficient funds. If I give them a negotiable instrument, right. they got to return to me with a reason why it can't be accepted. There ain't any money. All this is a monopoly right. game. They just don't want you playing their game. Federal Reserve notes don't have no value. All you have to do is read Modern Money Mechanics on page two. It'll tell you that. Money don't have any. They don't have Federal Reserve mm-hmm. notes don't have any intrinsic value. The only reason they're accepted because other people accept them. They'll tell you that. It's like we only use them because everybody accepts them. That's it. That's it. That's why Federal Reserve notes are still working. People just accept them. You know that you can go to the store the and accept it. You know you can. You want to sell your rims to your homeboy. You give them Federal Reserve notes, he'll take them. Oh, yeah, I can use these. I can take it down the street and buy me some groceries right. for my family or something like that. Somebody else will accept it. But that doesn't give it any intrinsic right. value whatsoever. The reason so I, those are the things. The reason I chose uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Uh, ahead. The reason I chose oh. to answer your question was the reason I chose to use the bond is because I hadn't finished the uh, the secured uh, party process to uh, to to actually have gotcha. the exemption to have the offer. Well, use a promissory right. so, note. So I was, I was sort of, use a promissory note. Use a promise. But did they return it to you? I, I, no, no. It's it's been a, a few weeks, a couple of weeks, and they still haven't. How long you been fighting them? How long you been fighting them? Uh, maybe a, a two months. Two months stops. Okay, once you do the once you do a once you did that administrative process, you need to do a quiet title action. You need to bring them into court. Let's take it to court. Well that's, take them to court. Well that's what's happening. So so you saying do a quiet title action? Yeah. You want your house free and clear, don't you? Yes. Okay. Well it's time to enforce it. Take them to court. Have all your and, and all don't right, so, let the court don't let the court embroil you into a, a discussion about the value or validity of your instrument. 
the Federal Reserve notes ain't worth nothing. That's not the, that's not the issue. The issue is that they follow process. If I gave them a negotiable instrument, did they make presentment on it? They know how to they know how to monetize instruments. They do it all the time. So so once I'm done now, here's my issue. My issue is the 35 day uh, time period is running out. Like uh, I just started the administrative process, and uh, like literally, I just sent the the uh, the first certificate or the first acceptance to uh, to them. And so now, you know, I'm waiting for the 11th day to send, you know, notice of default or what have you. I have the notice of default sent. But once I send the notice of default, my 35-day time period is going to run out. And, like, I've already put a bond in the case uh, to bond the case and sent that to the sheriff so that they can't foreclose on the property or uh, do a sheriff's sale. But, uh, like, that's as far as my knowledge goes. Like, Are you uh, in a judicial or non-judicial option? What? Listen, listen. Are you in a judicial or non-judicial I'm in state? Judicial. Okay. Well, they can't foreclose on you until they take you to court. So a judicial state is way better than a non-judicial. Okay. Okay. And so, since I put that answer in, I, I answered as, as of course, uh, the secure party in the matter because I do have that much, you know, filed not only in the county, but I also have it filed on the state level. So I, I also have that. So with that being said, um, you, the, does that bond that I put into the court that I sent to the clerk, uh, private confidential, does that stop the, the, them from being able to, to move forward as far as a uh, sheriff's sale or, or having the sheriff seize the property? To, to sell the show. Repeat it one more time. Say it again. I said, I said. So I, I. One of the other things is that I put a bond into the court. I sent it to the clerk, to the to the clerk of the court, right? It confidential to get it as right. And so okay. Well, do you that, already have a case file? Do you have a case file yeah, already? Yeah. You, you, yeah. You mean a document? So they, yes. That's the do. Wait, no. I don't need a document number. I'm saying who filed the case? They filed it against you. They filed the case against me, yeah. Okay, yeah, you bond the case. Then you go into court with the evidence that you've already satisfied the obligation. You need to have the case removed to another court, though, because if it's a foreclosure, you right. need to uh, have it removed to superior court because you need to, you need, first of all, when your answer, the first thing you need to say, there's no landlord-tenant relationship. You need to, first of all, rebut that because there's no landlord because they're going to call you a tenanted sufferance stating that you are in possession of the property against, and they are the true owners of the property. So the first thing you need to do in any, and that goes for anybody in the foreclosure, the number one thing you have to say in any foreclosure in all 50 states that you're going to answer is there's, there's no landlord-tenant relationship. And title cannot be challenged in a dispossessory or unlawful detainer. You had to have that, court, that case removed to a superior court, and that's what has to be in your answer. And if you really, really want to understand what I'm talking about, you could get the bench book for your state. If you're in California, you get the California state bench book. If you're in Texas, you get the Texas state bench book. If you're in Georgia, you get the Georgia state bench book. The bench book is the instructions for these administrators on how they run their proceedings and what they're supposed to do if somebody answers a certain way. That right there, you got background knowledge. You won't go in there blind. You get the state bench book. 
Okay, okay, I will, I will. Uh, so, but it's already a superior court. That's the the clerk that I sent it to was the clerk for the superior court, Chancery. Okay, Division. did they? So they filed in superior court. Yeah, they filed in superior court. Okay, then do a counterclaim. Put in a counterclaim. You got to have a claim. Can a I counterclaim. Have, can I have? Huh? Okay, counterclaim. Can I move? Can, well, I'm not. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go into controversy. What I wanted to do was just move it to the federal court and just have it. Well, you can move to, you do a removal. You can do that. It take, you, you can do that. You can do that. It take, you got to do it within 30 days of the commencement of the proceeding, but you can do it. Removals are good. Remove yeah, it from there and put it in federal court and then put in a counterclaim and then tell them you want them to adjudicate you know, the amount. Your counterclaim is that you, you, you know, that you, that they owe you some money. And now they're taking you through all this, and you okay. want damages. You want triple damages. I'd be seeking three times the amount of what the house is worth. That's what I'd be looking for. Okay. All right. So, so, so you're saying, in in essence, like th- this is an opportunity to 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 actually go back and forth with them in regard to. I I, I thought one of the the rules was never dispute, never argue. Don't go that route. Always. That's in a criminal you know, case. Try, try That's to, in a criminal case. That's okay. in a criminal case. Uh, you right now, you, this, okay. is, this is a, this is a real estate. You don't want to argue with them. You really have already uh, uh, finished your administrative process. You're supposed to remove it to an equity court and have the judge adjudicated in a court of equity because you already have an agreement. The certificate of non-response is an agreement. So you take it there and then have them adjudicated. So get some sort of what you should try to be uh, do is get a declaratory judgment. Go, go get a declaratory judgment on your administrative process and then bring it into the courtroom and say, hey, look, I had a judge rule on this, and we did everything correctly. We tended them a negotiable instrument in the form of a bond. They did not respond back and let us know that there was an issue with our tender of payment, and therefore this matter, uh, this court has no subject matter jurisdiction. So, you know, you attack, and you also attack the court, court too. you like, subject matter jurisdiction, for a court to have subject matter jurisdiction, they have to have a real party in interest, uh, interest with standing before the court. For them to have standing to be a real uh, party in interest, they need to swear that they are a creditor, right? That they, need, that they have some sort, of ba- uh, some sort of issue to make some sort of claim on, which they don't, because they didn't lend you any money. They don't. That's why the but, bankers never show up in court. Even, Go back and read the study of the Credit River the decision. They don't have to know nothing. Have no, they don't know none of that. Now, them produced the note arguments never yeah, worked, though. We, we were doing all that back in the day. They don't, it don't work. We, we, we were real. Man, in 2010, that's all everybody was doing was produce, produce the note argument. And they gave some type of reason why they didn't have to have the note. Now, you can challenge. You can still challenge it, though. But all you're going to do is you need to do this so you can watch how corrupt your court system is, too. They, they corrupt. I'm just going to tell you straight up. The banks own the court. Properties are for banks to make so, money. I like how Grant Cordon said it. He said houses is a scheme that came up for banks to make money. A lot of y'all out there think houses are, y'all really believe that houses are investments. A house ain't no fucking investment. A house is a liability. The only thing is investment is something that's making you money. It might be a good place to store money to save, but that's not no investment. Go ahead. It's an investment for the bank. Would, would it be better just to file a bankruptcy, like maybe a Chapter 7, and just... No, because that, that's just, just going to delay. I mean, if you want to if you want to take them into an adversarial proceeding in bankruptcy court and make them force them to show that they're a creditor, yeah, you can do, you can do that. But I would do that as a last resort. I wouldn't... 
I wouldn't do that off the rip. You can get kicked out of bankruptcy. But bankruptcy, if you do a Chapter 11, not a 7, not a liquidation, uh, or Chapter 13, I'm sorry, reorganization. And then, um, okay, yeah, you can do that, but I would do that. If I did file bankruptcy, I would also file an adversarial hearing and, you know, make them prove that they are creditors. I challenge them there. You can make a good stand in bankruptcy court, too. You can make a good stand in bankruptcy court. I'd go get me a CTN, okay. though. And get ready to give me a new credit file because you're going to destroy your credit for seven years or ten years, however long a bankruptcy uh, lasts. Well, really, bankruptcy is supposed to be easy to get off credit. You know, credit a good credit cleaner can get that off because the courts don't report that on your credit file. The credit bureaus are going through the public records and finding that. And you can use the Fair Credit Reporting Act to get them to take it off. Okay. All right, so so it, it basically looks like, man, it's an uphill battle. No matter what, all the work that I've done thus far, it it really doesn't matter going into this court. Unless, well, when you did like, when you did an administrative state. process, the first thing you do, what, y'all, what do you think you're just gonna do an administrative process and sit around and wait? One of the one no, of the did no, you read the not. ten maxims of equity? Yes, yes, it did. Equity yes, it did. serves the vigilant. You got to be vigilant in the in the prosecution of your rights. You do when you do that administrative process. The first thing you do is file an action against them, acquire title. That's what you do. You you stay on their ass. You stay in the offensive position all the time when you do an administrative process. As soon as you get through doing an administrative process, you take your process in court, do a bill in equity, and then you get a, a declaratory judgment on that. And then you file for acquire title. You just paid the people. They didn't clear it. What you expect to happen? You think you just gonna sit around? They are gonna send you your title to your house? If it was no, that simple, no, everybody no, would do no. it. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody would do it. You know what I'm saying? If it was just that simple, I'd have a fleet of houses. I'd have a fleet. I'd be doing it. I'll be doing it every week, every week. They're not gonna do that. I right, so you gotta fight for. You gotta fight for your property. These people are not going. You're in an adversarial system. You live in a in an adversarial country, the whole judicial system in the United States of America is adversarial in nature. It's crazy for people to think that people are just going to roll over and give you what you want. That ain't happening. And okay. I'm gonna be okay. honest, foreclosure so, is very foreclosure and criminal cases are the most corrupt, uh, most corrupt out there. I'm gonna tell you that straight up. So good luck. But I can tell you, I, I did four calls right. for a long time. Let me go to the next so caller, but I appreciate it. Get, 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 get you the document, the Banker's Secret Manual. You need to study that. Okay. The Banker's Secret Manual. Tom Shaw okay. wrote it. We'll it has a lot of stuff in there. It's called the Banker's Secret Manual. Read that document, Banker's Secret Manual. We'll do it. All right, look, I got to move right, to the next call. It. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Go to the next caller, 713-3851. You're on the line. What's on your mind? 713 area code, 3851. Hit your mute button. 845-9628. 845-9628. Yeah, can you hear me? Loud and clear. What's going on? Uh, peace to God. First of all, hey. I just want to thank you for all your work. Uh, you know, I, I kind of I watch you a lot, several years now. And 
I basically, since I've been hearing all this stuff about, you know, Kyrie and Kanye, I wanted someone, them to hear from a perspective of someone with your intellect. So if you was Kyrie Irving right now, and you know they don't gave him stipulations on what he can and cannot do, and I know it has to do with his contract. I'm not sure what his contract truly is or, you know, what the clause is in it. But if you were in, in Kyrie's place right now, what are the steps will you take towards the NBA or towards the media or towards those individuals who are putting things in his mouth that he didn't even say? Well, first thing I want to uh, my uh, shout out to Kyrie Irving, uh, brother. You know, <laughs> you got skills out of this world. You got the best ball handling skills I've ever seen in my life, and I admire your tenacity and your, um, you know, and your, now your principal, your principal man, and that's very evident. And I know it's very difficult to be a principal man in a world um, where there's so where the public opinion is so crushing. And we all know, and, and, and if anybody actually watches the, the movie that he posted, nobody, what mm. was anti-Semitic in it? There was nothing anti-Semitic yep. in it. So that would be the first thing I would ask them exactly what was anti-Semitic, because they have this skillful way in the media of, you know, just keep demonizing and demonizing and demonizing. He's like, okay, you know, Shaq actually played the movie at his home. They're trying to come at, come at him now. And nobody's saying anything. The movie's being mm-hmm. sold on uh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos is making a lot of money on it because people are now interested mm-hmm. in it, so they're making a killing off of it. Nobody's talking about that. So the thing is this. My thing is this. First thing, I'm going to give you all a couple of books to read. I want you all to read My Relevant Defense. I'm going to pull these books up on the screen. I'm going to put them up on the screen for you all. I'm going to give you all some books to read. Well, I'm give you all some books to read. The first one is my irrelevant. And I want y'all, when y'all read this book, I want y'all to think about Jeffrey Epstein and Epstein Island. (laughs) That's what y'all want y'all to think about first. Because this is where this all started when Donald Trump was trying to clear the swamp. And they were coming out with all those videos talking about adrenochrome and all that. It started right Mm -hmm. there. Y'all all all forgot. Y'all all forgot. We all forgot. All right. We all forgot. All right. Let's see. What is it? Ain't, ain't I on here? Oh, hey, somebody took it down from there. Let's see. The author, his name is on uh, Cult of the Irrelevant, My Irrelevant Defense. Looks like they they got rid of the book off the end. Oh, oh, here it is right here. My Irrelevant Defense. There it is. Jewish. All right. Now, this is Arnold Lee. They're going to call him a white supremacist. However, this man conducted some very, very interesting research. Um, what it was is, now, where, how did I find out about this book? Let me t- talk about this real quick. How did I find out about this book? I found out about this book because I listened to an audio called Rabbi Finkelstein, where uh, James Wickstrom was interviewing a rabbi who was telling about how all these 300, y'all see how y'all getting these Amber Alerts, all these children disappearing? To keep on. It seems like I get two or three Amber Alerts a day, children. 300,000 children disappear a year. All right? So, he was bragging on there the reason for that. Y'all can go and listen to it yourself. You can go over to my bit shoot. Go listen to my, because you can't get it on YouTube. Go here on my bit shoot. 
and I have to say this because they'll start talking, saying I'm anti-Semitic. I, I got this from a Jew. A Jew told me about this book. And so I'm giving you it's a lot of good videos on it. You need to read, uh, watch all these Fall of the Cabal. You should watch all of these. Watch all of those. And right here, I got, I've saved the video right. Where is it at? Right here. It's the interview. Everybody, especially right now, since we are in the midst of all this, everybody should listen to this. Everybody should listen to this. All right, because this man, he's giving you, he's giving you the 411 on everything. Very arrogantly telling you what it is. All right? You will get educated properly. Listen to this audio. I listened to this audio, and he said that somebody tried to tell y'all about this in the 1930s, and you didn't read the book. So I went and did my research, and I found the book. This is the book, My Relevant Defense. You can see when it was written in 1938, right there, 1938. Go back and listen to him. He's going to talk about a book. He said somebody wrote a book in the 1930s. You didn't listen to it. Well, what was really interesting about it, this man tried to reveal back in that day, say something, and he got put in jail just for the, telling the truth. He was, talk, he, was, he was saying, well, why have y'all gotten kicked out of all these countries? He went back and looked at the court paperwork, the courts, what the courts have said in all of these countries, and got the documentation for it. So it wasn't nothing that he was making up. And obviously they put him in jail for three years for basically giving out information, just like what they're doing today. They've been doing this for the longest. It's nothing new. If you bring out some information, they're going to do something to you. All right. So this is the first book. The next book I'm going to tell you to read is Henry Ford, the international Jew, right here. Henry Ford, which was, at his time, was one of the richest men in the world, who, you know, made the Ford automobile. He spent almost half of his fortune trying to tell the whole world about these people. Now, that's a long time ago. I want y'all to see this has been going on for a long time. David Icke. On the bit shoot, he has one. Well, he's talking about it. He, he said, look, let me tell you the problem. He's just going to say it's the Jews, all right? He's going to tell you. He got a video on here, all right? Well, they talk, it's a lot of videos on here talking about it. People have been talking about this for the longest. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to get enough education. And we're, not, we're talking about Zionists now. Let me, let, me, let me qualify. I'm not talking about all Jews. We always have to say this. It just so happens that Zionists are Jews. All Jews are not in on this. They're not all in on this. Let me, let me clarify that. There are a lot of Jews that just want to live their life. They're innocent. They're good people. They follow their religion. They have jobs. They have, they have businesses. They're not involved in this. So please don't make you think that I'm making some sort of sweeping generalization about every Jew. I'm not saying that. Let me repeat it again. I'm not saying all Jews are involved in this. It just so happens that Zionists are Jews. Okay, so the first thing I do, I want you to educate yourself to understand why people are making all these statements. Even on Oprah Winfrey, we have an Oprah Winfrey show right here. This is the Oprah Winfrey show right here. It's on, it's on YouTube, too. 
This lady right here, she's a Jewish lady. She comes on and explains it. She's a Jewish woman. She's going to explain This is a Jew, okay? You want to watch that, okay? You also want to watch. Let me give you another one to watch. You also want to watch. You want to listen to this guy right here, too. This guy right here, he talks about what goes on behind the scene. He's going to say it's predominantly Jew. This right here is the Jewish involvement in the slave trade. This man right here did a lot of research on it right here, the Jewish involvement in the slave trade. You should watch that. Of course, you should watch Hitler, the greatest story never told. Definitely want to watch that. If Definitely, if you want to get any background information or anything, watch that. You want to watch what goes on in Hollywood, Welcome to the Brotherhood. Definitely want to watch that. Um, Aaron Russo, listen to what he said, his interview with Rockefeller, who's Jewish. You want to watch that. Uh, All Wars are Bankers' Wars. You definitely want to. That is mandatory right there. All Wars are Bankers' Wars. You got to learn history, all right? Got to watch that. Hollywood casting couch. You want to know what goes on in Hollywood? You should watch that. Um, Watch what David Icke says. Uh, This right here. Uh, Myron Fagan, he's the person that exposed the secret societies. Watch that. That right here got my channel taken down on YouTube, that video. Um, Jews control the world, undeniable proof. That's probably the strongest video on here, on his bitch shoot. Now, I was I don't have nothing against these people. I, I put the camera on me. I was just doing doing research, and all this information came up. Everywhere I looked, it was it was them. Everywhere I looked, everywhere I looked, I was not, I, I'm not no racist or nothing like that. If, you, if you're Jewish and you're looking at me, I wasn't even paying attention to you. I, it all started with the Federal Reserve. You know, the Federal Reserve Act, and then I started looking at, what's the nationality of these people? And then they were all Jewish. I said, okay, you know, that, I, I, you let that slide. All right. And then, you know, you start doing a little research, and all of a sudden I came across some information that, that uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt 72% of the people, or 72 people that he appointed on his staff were Jews. I'm like, okay, that's kind of strange. Then I started studying communism and Karl Marx, he's a Jew. I'm like, okay, that's, okay, what is communism? I didn't understand what communism was or Marxism or anything. I didn't know what the Bolshevik Revolution was. I didn't know what that, what that was. I wasn't interested in any of that stuff. I started studying the Bolshevik Revolution with the Jews. They did that. Why y'all never talk about that? You know, I'm like, okay, okay, well, all right, that that's something else. You know, and then, then it just kept snowballing. And I started noticing, okay, well, why all the Jews, 70% of the billionaires are Jews? Okay, I got that. Okay, and then I started noticing, you know, like, that, you know, the, the you know, uh, old boy who is uh, the commissioner of the NBA, he's Jewish. Um, the owner, I'm sure the owner of the Brooklyn Nets is Jewish. Um, you know, and I just started noticing, I'm going, damn. Then I, then I started noticing uh, the Merrick Garland, he's the attorney general, he's Jewish. And then Janet Yellen, she's the, uh, you know, she's the head of the Treasury Department. She's Jewish. You know, the head of the uh, Democratic Party is Jewish, Chuck Schumer. Uh, then I started finding out that 85% of Jews, I mean, 85% of Jews are Democrats. That was interesting. Then I started finding out that Democrats, what they are doing is for bigger government and to push a welfare state by making everybody victims and everything. And that's why they push in. Of feminism, socialism, racism, all these isms and everything, and all these problems. And I started looking at this, and it just, and the, then I started noticing, well, who is the person who coined sovereign citizen? Jewish organization, the Southern Poverty Center, wouldn't check that. They were started by Jews. Uh, you know, and, the, you know, the, I started looking, and everywhere, even the civil rights era, they, they funded. 
I started noticing everything, and these people seem to be involved in everything, but they were the people that were claiming that they were the biggest victims. And I couldn't understand that us being black people, we, you know, we, we went through, it was 100 million of us got thrown overboard. And then here's the real kicker. On, on, on just recently on um, the Breakfast Club, they had Lyle Cohen, what's his name? This guy right here. He showed it to you. They just got him right on TV saying this. Lior, I think his name is Lior Cohen. On the break, Lior Cohen on the Breakfast Club. You watch this interview right here. You know, he going to catch him. He going to ask him why he promotes drug culture and rap music. He's the one. Now, now granted, he's a pioneer of rap. He was there in the beginning, run DMC and all that. I give him his credit. In the beginning, rap was real nice, but somewhere it changed. And now he's only promoting drugs, sex, and everything in our music. And in his videos, acting like that's what we want to hear. That's the only thing we want to hear. They own all. Now, now I'm going to even go as far as in saying this. They really established Hollywood. They established Hollywood, and they kind of established the music business. So that's why they dominated so much. It really is something that they kind of put together. If I just really, if I really want to be honest, you know, you go back and study the history of it, they're the ones that kind of did how, They were heavily into movies and, and, and all that before anybody was. You know, that's why they, they left New York and went out, to, uh, went out to California to escape any type of regulation. But they also were in pornography. The, uh, the entire porno business is owned by them. They own all the pornography business. Come on, man. I mean, I'm, and like, this is not me being racist. This is just me stating a fact. And what's interesting, it's like what Michael Meg said, it's like you just stating a fact on something. These people start charging you with being anti-Semitic. You can't even say y'all own everything. They, they think that's an anti-Semitic statement for you to say they own everything. It's ridiculous. Well, we don't own everything. But no, you don't own everything. But you own the majority of everything. You own the banking system. You know, you print the money, all right? The money's being printed by your country. All our taxes are going to Israel. Cynthia McKinney, another one that y'all have to watch is Cynthia McKinney. Cynthia McKinney, she's a whistleblower. She's been trying to tell everybody for the longest. Nobody listens to her. Everybody will probably start listening to her now. But she's been saying it for the longest, that nobody in government can get anything done unless you swear allegiance to Israel. That's why everybody has to go over there and kiss the ring. Everybody. Cynthia McKinney, she's been doing this for a long time, trying to tell everybody. It's been a long time this lady's been trying to tell everybody. Right here, Cynthia McKinney. She's a sister. Cynthia McKinney, years in Congress. She was in Congress telling everybody, lawmakers forced to support Israel. Listen to the lady. It's, it, it ain't just Kyrie Irving and people like that. It's a ton of people that came forward and has been saying stuff. I don't even want to bring up Louis Farrakhan. Everybody knows that, but people been saying this forever. Forever, for at least over 100 years, it's been the same thing. When you go back and study, you're going to say they've always done this. They've always done this to everybody who has said anything. They're going to publicly punish them. It's nothing new. They, they use the same formula all the time. So what I would say the to Kyrie Irving is, uh, go ahead. The, the go ahead. only thing that I find disturbing, disturbing with all of this is that not only they that we know that they're doing this to us, but they get their own peers, the people that look like us, to chime right in and call you idiots and, and, and downgrade you right on their national platform. 
because they want the money. The people have not been educated on all this stuff right here. They don't. All they do is watch CNN all day. They don't know that ninety percent of the people work for CNN are Jewish. My mother. I just got an argument with my mother. My mother hates Donald Trump. I was like, Why do you hate Donald Trump? You don't even know Donald Trump. He's a red. See, Donald Trump was the love of everybody in hip hop before he became president. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Donald Absolutely. Trump. He became president, and everybody just forgot all of a sudden, just convenient. Oh, he's a racist. I'm like, what mm-hmm. did he do that's racist? And it's and it's and it's incredible because you ask the question, and you can't get an answer. Like what's happening with Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving? What in that documentary is anti-Semitic? I've not seen an answer yet. What's in it is anti-Semitic? He told him I'm not anti. I'm not anti anything. Any race, There's any nothing. Religion, people are watching the movie and everybody's asking the question. It's three hours long and everybody's asking the question, what is anti-Semitic in it? I just brought it today. I'm going to spend three and a half hours full watching every single bit of it. I've rented it for eleven ninety-nine, And that's all they're doing. They make people, and I'm giving y'all other stuff to start doing. Do your research and make your own mm-hmm. decisions. They scraped all this stuff that's on BitChute. It was on YouTube. They scraped it all off. All this stuff that you're seeing, it was on YouTube. And right at the beginning of the pandemic, they took all of it off. Once they started that Jeffrey Epstein stuff, they took it all off. And everybody, any type of content creator that had this on their website, they didn't even give you a warning. They They took your website. They took your channel down. They didn't give you no strike. They just took your channel down. I'm all over you. We had to take it all off our channel. I got to listen. I got to listen to it more so I can retain the information. Because I don't went through almost everything. But so I, I, I would start with so I can that it. rabbi. The, the rabbi Finkelstein was the audio that started me researching because I listened to it. They were talking about what they do with McDonald's and all of this stuff, and a lot of people have heard it, and that's what started me to researching. And because I, I was just I, I, he was talking about a book, so I'm like, well, what book is he talking about? So I went and did the research, and I found the book, and then I read the book. And my man, you know, he had a lot of good research. He's like, look, I done researched everything about these people. And, uh, you know, so he researched it. And I kind of said, okay. He got he documented everything. And it had his documentation down in there. I said, okay, so that was one thing. And then I heard David Icke. You know, he talked about it. And then Donald Marshall, he started talking about it. He's talking about reptilians. And he said, he was saying that, that they have a secret place that they meet, that they in league with the reptilians, and the majority of the people there are Jewish people. And then he started getting it. I don't even want to get into the bloodlines and things like that when he started talking about bloodlines. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was just everywhere I was looking. It was being. I wasn't intentionally. I wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go get the Jews. It was just everything. It started with the banking system that they're in control of, and everything just went down there from there. And then I started to notice that everybody's been talking about it, and I started to. And Hitler, the greatest story never told. It also. Um, what that movie did is it gave me the other side. And then I did the research on that. You know, in World War One, World War One was started by uh, Great Britain and France when they attacked Germany. And they only attacked Germany because Germany was becoming an economic powerhouse. They hadn't done anything to anyone. Okay? So they attacked Germany, but Germany had created the submarine or the U-boat. And they repelled, repe- they had defeated them. Okay, and they offered them terms of surrender. They, they, and the surrender, they, they said, look, y'all just go back to y'all side and we go back to our side. But you had a bank in Germany called Kuhn and Lowe Bank, a Jewish-owned bank, all right, who contacted 
uh, Winston Churchill and told him, do not surrender. He said, give us Palestine and we will bring the Americans into the war and help you defeat Hitler. Now, they betrayed their, they betrayed their own country. These are German Jews going against their own countrymen, okay, and going and contacting the enemy and saying, if you help us, get Palestine. It is, and this has been documented. It was documented in a document called the Balfour Declaration. You can get on the Internet and Google this right now, the Balfour Declaration, okay? Pull it up and read it, the Balfour Declaration. All right, so then after that, Hitler was a soldier in World War I. He was a patriot, highly decorated, who witnessed all of this go down, and he went on an all-out mission, because uh, the result of that country, uh, 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 that war, Germany lost the war miserably. They got put with a lot of fines and, and things like that and the billions of dollars, and it, and it sent um, Germany into economic downspin, and it didn't recover until Hitler came to power. If you get on, if you get on the Internet and look, you can see, because uh, I, I know people are watching this, because I, 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 I verify all this is documented. All this is documented. You got Hitler on the cover on Time Magazine. He was man of the year. He on the cover of Time Magazine. He was man of the year. Hitler, they, he, and then they're trying to make Donald Trump. Then they started going against him. Hitler in 1945, World War II. You got to get in, watch it, and see. He was man of the year. Adolf Hitler right there. In 1938, he was man of the year. He made his own party. Because just like in America, we have the Democrats and the Republicans. Okay. The, now, Time Magazine, by the way, is a Jewish publication. He took Germany and brought it back. He, was, he, he, he built the Autobahn, all that stuff, and brought them back to their prominence. If you go over there, all the Germans love Hitler, and I told you a lot of other countries. It's only in America, under the Jewish media, that he's been demonized like this. And they put a chancellor over Germany right now. I think she's Jewish, where it's against the law to even bring up his name. You know, it's just things like that that went on when you start studying history. I mean, they the ones who boycotted against Germany first. Germany didn't attack them. That's never talked about. They got something called the Great Backstab. Of course, they're going to deny everything that I'm saying, and, I, and it may be true. It may not be true. I don't know. But the thing about it is, why is it that we aren't allowed to know this information so you can make a decision for yourself whether something is true or not? Because when you look into their country, what was happening in Germany, the same thing is happening here. They were mad because they were introducing mm-hmm. pornography. They were introducing feminism. They were, uh, they were foreclosing on property. They were co- charging high interest rates. They were destroying their country with high interest rates and things like that. He came in and removed them all out of office. He didn't kill anybody. He made them pack their stuff, liquidated their assets, and sent them over to, uh, to, uh, to Palestine. That's how the Jews got Palestine right now is because of the Balfour Declaration. Okay, that so when you study the history, when you, huh? That day when you study the, the history... Yeah, you study the history of it, you began to ask the question, okay, this is all documented. Everything I just said, you can go on the internet and go and verify it for yourself. I'm not saying I'm not making up anything. And how I found all this out, the people who told me all this were Jews. How did I find out all this right here? I'll show you. I just want I just want people to see because they'll say, Well, where'd you find this out? Jews told me. Everything I'm I'm telling you a Jew told me. It wasn't it wasn't I got it from somebody else. Right here with the interview 
with Rabbi Finkelstein. He's the one that sent me on the pathway to of discovery, to, to start discovering all of this stuff. And so, and this right here is it. This is Hitler, the greatest story never told. It is 12 hours long. It is probably the best documentary I've ever seen. It was such a good documentary. It really would. It's going to make you, and it probably make you feel guilty because you're going to see another side of Hitler. Hitler didn't want war. He tried to prevent going to war. He did not want to go to war. He did not want war. He was trying not to have war at all. But what they didn't want is they didn't want people in their country that were uh, were that were depraving that that was preying on the people and reducing the morality of the people. This was Germany was a it's a Christian country, so you know they didn't want that. And 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 it's and it's hard for people to deny because you see the same thing happen in the United States today. They're doing the exact same thing. There's a reason that they have to introduce all this immorality because it's going to break down society because they the whole ultimate goal is to have a new world order and y'all not paying attention to who the architects of that is i didn't make any of this up and you know just for me saying it so Kyrie irving he's doing the right thing but he's under contract athletes are are, are like they they like employees in a way they almost like slaves they high a high price slave it's hard for him you know he's like look you got a contract on you nigga you're gonna come out here and you're gonna apologize they're making him apologize. They're making him do everything. I mean, he pissed them off. He's right there in Brooklyn. That's the hotbed of the Jews, right there in Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn, New York, talking like this? They capital? <laughs> they're in Brooklyn talking like this, you know? So, yeah, he's, he's coming under fire. And I, man, the only thing I can say, I don't know what his contract says. He's under contract. I think that he he's, he's a sacrificial lamb. Some of us are being sacrificial lambs just to get make wake people up and make them start looking at stuff. And they don't want to look at stuff. They don't want to look at the true history and see what's going on. They don't they don't even understand the difference between a, a democracy and a republic. How are you gonna to talk to somebody mm-hmm. like that? They even say I talk to my people all the mm-hmm. time. They they think they don't understand. They just hate they just hate Donald Trump. And they can't even give me a reason why. I say, why? And don't let it be a feminist. You got women out here, they, they hate men. There are so many women out here who hate men. Hate them. Hate them. Y'all got to contend with that. There's an epidemic of that. It's, a, it's women that hate men. Hate them. Well, want to put a strap on them. And they're putting them all in positions of power. They're making them mayors. They're making them police chiefs. They put them, they're making them judges. They're putting them all over authority over you. They put them in authority over you, and they hate men. Hmm. You don't see what's going on? I say it. My mouth might be scared to say it. I say it. Myron Fagan, do your research. I'm giving you shit to research. Mm -hmm. You don't believe nothing I say. There's hours of research that you can conduct. You can go over to Pirate Bay and just put in documentary, and almost all these videos will pop up, even ones I don't even know about. They'll go to piratebay.org and put in the search documentaries and see what comes up. Right here, I'll show it. I'll show it to you. Go over here and go to piratebay.org. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show y'all this. Just in case they take down the website. Go to Pirate Bay. Pull it up. If I put in documentary.
All these going to come. Europa, the last battle. Oh, we don't want to talk about that one. Europa, the last battle. All these things in here. A whole bunch of them. Conspiracy of silence. Banned documentary. Mentalism. Documentary. All these documentaries in here. You need U-Torrent. You got to download something called U-Torrent. Uh-huh. Download this right here, this this program right here, and it works with Pirate Bay, and that's how you download all this stuff off of here with U-Torn. You have to download this for free to have a free version of it. But all these all these things, it's, 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 it's a million documentaries out there. These people are talking about this all over the planet, man. It's that it's that you, you mm-hmm. y'all just don't know where to look. I don't know what else to say. It's 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 so much stuff out there. They talking about this. It's like I'm surprised that people are just now waking up and hearing it. Kanye West, he just kind of woke people eyes eyes up. That's nothing against these people because they haven't. People get mad at me when I say this. I say when I say they didn't take anything from me. They get mad when I say that. And the reason I say that is. They do have something in their nature that makes them stick together. Um, it makes them work hard. They work hard. They work hard. They stick together. They goal-oriented. They understand that they need to take them in over all the positions of government. They're not still in the offices of government. They're using their money, their machine. They're using the media and everything to put themselves in all the positions that they need to. That's another thing that they got mad about Adolf Hitler was, was when he came to power, he took them out of all those offices. They demanded that he put them back, and the Jews boycotted against Germany. Let me show you. Let me show you this. I don't want y'all to think I'm making this up. They got the newspaper articles on all this stuff, you know. Right here in the images, you see it right here. It was doing it, and this was start setting off the Germans, and what started getting them upset is when that worldwide boycott happened and they started affecting the country economically and this started what made start making the Germans upset. See, they make you think that just Hitler was just some crazy person and he was just racist and he just hated Jews for no reason. How did I find all this out? Well, once again, a Jew told me it again. His name is um, um, uh, Benjamin Friedman. Benjamin Friedman. And he did a speech at the Willard Hotel. Benjamin in 1961. But see, the reason people, this speech at the Willard Hotel, the reason everybody should listen to this, he's he's Jewish. The reason, as you say, my brother, that our people, they look so foolish out there and they they cuss, they, they, they denouncing their own people, they calling Kyrie Irving stupid and all this. First of all, the house niggas have never went away, first and foremost. You know, that house nigger mentality has never went away. You know, there are people who feel like their people are not worth uh, aligning themselves with, I, which I can understand because we don't seem to have any type of unity. We shoot each other down in the street. We aborting our babies. We leaving our marriages. You know, we in disarray. I can understand why somebody could look at us and like, why do you want me to stand with y'all? You know, it's kind of like my, it's kind of like my sister, my sister, she, um, I came from a family that was very, very, um, broken, broken up. And I have my baby sister. She happened to marry a good man and she got a good family. 
She's married to her husband. She has three children. She's put all of them through college. I went to the University of Texas. All of them graduated, got degrees. My oldest nephew, niece, she's married. She's living like the like the um, like the uh, Huxtable, you know. And she don't really want to to affiliate with the family because of so much mess that happens in the family. And I can understand why, because she don't want all that disarray a part of that. You know, I got away from that. And now I got my stuff together, and I'm living my life the way I want to live. And that's how some black people feel. It's like, well, why you wanted me to get involved in that for what? It's not going to go anywhere. People are not going to stand with each other. They're not going to support Kyrie Irving. When, wow. when they, let me tell you something. When Adidas dropped Kanye West, everybody in the nation should stop buying Adidas. That's what they'll do to you. Let you mess with one of theirs. You won't get not one that will spend a penny with you. But you'll do it. You don't give a fuck. You just want some Adidas. Not that you need them. You see what I'm saying? So that's the mentality you're dealing with, and that's the mentality they know. That's why they can proceed forth and do the things they do. They know we ain't united. They know we're not united or nothing like that. Why are you going to be a martyr for something like that? They know, like, these niggas is not going to do nothing. They know that. These niggas not. We talk, tell these niggas to they face what it is. They ain't going to do nothing. They're going to steal. They want those Adidas. They like listening to that rap music where they shooting each other in the head. Look at, you know, you just got, you know, a takeoff just got killed from the Amigo. That's what they sitting back listening. They say, y'all act like beasts. Y'all animals. And in certain instances, Especially if you've ever been to jail, they right. In some instances, we do act we do act out of pocket. So what am I supposed to tell Kyrie Irving? Oh, your people are coming to support you? That's what I'm supposed to tell them? I hope we do. I think it looks like we're trying to wake up. It looks like we're waking up. I hope we do. But I've been doing this for a long time, man. And I ain't never seen a period... People allow that media, that media got their ass. If it ain't on, they can say we under white supremacy, but if something come on CNN or MSBC, they got their ass. That media is everything. It controls their mind. As long as that media is controlling people's minds, I don't know what to say. I don't even watch the news. (laughs) I don't even watch the news. I don't watch the news. That's entertainment. <laughs> I wonder you if if you didn't watch the news, it would seem like it would be a perfect world. The only reason you think the world is going to shit is because the news is telling you that. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Because <laughs> the news is it's a, it's a dark world because the news tells you it's a dark world. But you'll turn around. You know, I'm talking to my people and my family. And they're trying to tell me about how this system of things is crashing. They were trying to say, you need to put more faith in God. I'm saying, you telling me to put faith in God? Are you sitting here taking a vaccination? you telling me to uh, put more faith in God and you watch MVC News and you believe everything these white people tell you on the news? But I'm the one that's supposed to put my faith in God? And you don't even know who owns the news media? You don't even ask that question. You don't ask that question. You green like nothing. Who green like this movie? These people, they try to act like they fuck. Why are you putting out all these movies about us? 
Why are you putting out these slave movies? Why are you putting out all these movies making women superior to men? Who's doing that? Who's green like that? Why we can't ask this question? We can, it's clear that you've got an agenda, and we ain't supposed to sit back and say nothing about it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where this thing y'all intellectually superior from because if this is y'all scheme, it's a joke. It only works off people who you have to dumb down. Unfortunately, a lot, 50% of the population reads on the seventh grade level. So you've got a good chance of getting it all. But if I, among my people, amongst the gods, this is laughable what you're doing. This your plan? This the plan. Okay. This your plan. This your intellectually superior plan. <laughs> I'm laughing at it. That's funny. That's funny. That's not a plan, man. I don't see no plan, man. That's not no plan. You know, if you intellectually superior, why you got to dumb down all the competition? Why are you trying to breed out the white people? Why? Why? And which black people, they should look at that as an insult because basically that's what Rabbi Finkelstein was saying. He said black people, they make good barbecue chicken and they're good entertainment, but that's it. You ain't no threat. You're not a threat. That's why they look at you. They look at you. Not a threat. The threat is the white man. He's a threat. That's why they want to get rid of him. The black man ain't a threat. The black man is entertainment. Somebody got to say it. Uh, I'm making people mad. I don't know. Emma? You like the lights going down. <laughs> Let me let this up. My message to Kyrie Irving, keep your head up, brother. I know you're in a contract. You gonna, they gonna, they're going to put a ultimatum on you. Either you're going to make a decision that you're going to play basketball, which um, you got to decide you're going to do it, or you're going to be some sort of revolutionary. You can't do both. can't do both. Decide on what you want to do. I don't think it's Kyrie Irving's job to be a revolutionary, not right now. That's not his job. His job is he got a contract to play basketball. Go on and play basketball, brother. You know, I don't feel I, – I know they forced uh, – what, what's my man? Um, Jay, uh, um, they just forced another sports commentator to apologize. Um, I forgot my man's Jaylen name. Rose. just forced him to apologize. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Yeah, you can t- tell he did it reluctant, reluctantly. Forced him to apologize. You know, they've been doing this forever. You can't say that. I posted this video on my YouTube right now, Malcolm X, telling you that, hey, this is, go listen to Malcolm X speak on it. He spoke on it. These people, this is not nothing new. This has been going on for a very, very long time. So the question I have to ask, if this has been going on for so long and nobody has done anything about it, why would I expect anybody to do something now? I don't look at these modern people as any different than people in the past. I think the strongest uh, uh, strongest point for black people was in the 60s. You know, but right yep. now we're in an age of pleasure. Everybody, everybody, we're in an age of selfish people that are out for themselves. So I, I don't know. Look at how many people on my channel listening right now. You know, you ain't, you know, I, this ain't nothing. They looking at me right now and they know that, yeah, he's talking, but he don't have enough audience. We'll just, we'll just silently uh-huh. press his channel and not recommend yeah, it. Only got- he can go over there and talk all he want and let four, 500 people listening to him. Oh, well, you know. Um, yeah, 488. This is what it is. So that's my little tirade on that. All I'm asking you, I just gave y'all a little. You know, like what the research that I did, I've conducted. And, you know, I was listening to Donald Marshall, and he started talking about him. And it's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? It's like everywhere you look, 
but they are in control. You know, everybody forgot Jeffrey Epstein. He's Jewish. Epstein mm-hmm. Island. He's Jewish. You know what I'm saying? You know, they were doing all of this stuff. You know, you ain't you ain't paying attention to all of them are Jewish, and you cannot get mad for somebody saying that, pointing out that fact because that is something interesting. All right? That cannot be a coincidence, and you cannot say that. Well, that's unfair for me to point that out. It just happens to be a fact. It just happened, and I'm, and I'm talking to my people. I'm going to make my people aware of that fact. They need to be at least aware of it. With that being said, that's all I got to say on that. I appreciate you, Yusuf, man. You know, I got more and more videos to watch, man. Continue, continue to follow you, man, and uh, absorb. Go over to my bitch shoot and watch and watch those videos. Bitch shoot got a, you can just put, go over there and put in the word Jew and bitch shoot, and everything will come up. You don't even have to go to my yeah, channel. Let's go over to BitChute. Do a search. Just put in Jew, and every it's going to be a billion things flo- flo- uh, come up. You just start watching things just left and right. Everybody's over there talking about it. It's just not talked about on YouTube because YouTube is owned by two Jewish individuals. Google is owned by Jews. I got a lot. YouTube is owned by Jews. They didn't ban me off of Clubhouse. They, they, they reported me up to George Bush because last year I was talking about I've been I've been talking about this. They banned me off Clubhouse. I can't even come to the Clubhouse. Facebook is owned by uh, uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, he also owns Facebook. He's Jew- I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in- Instagram, Jewish. I mean, what are y'all going to do? They own almost all the, so- the major social media pla- platforms. Why do you think that this council mm-hmm. culture, who do you think is behind the council culture? It's the fact. Well, I'm on you. I'm on all that, man. Trust me. I'm listening to all of that. All of it. You ain't gonna hear it on, on, on YouTube. They scraped all Hold of it on. off YouTube. They scraped so much. I'm, they scraped the Sandy Hook uh, information off YouTube, and then they turn around and sue people to make it seem like the information, like uh, my man who had, um, who's a white guy who was talking about it. They turn around and they punish you for putting out information exposing them. They're gonna punish you for that. They're gonna punish. They ain't gonna do nothing. Punish you for. It. They ain't gonna do nothing. They ain't gonna do nothing to Jeff Bellows. He's 139 billion. About the third richest man in the world. They ain't going to say nothing. Hey, Bezos, you know, he's selling the book. You know, he's selling the movie off, off Amazon. You they know, but, but the you question was, it. where is this anti-Semitism in this link that Kyrie Irving posted? That's what you asked them, and you can't never get a straight answer. My last uh, mm-hmm. video I did, they called me anti-Semitic, and I said, what, even right now, what is it that I'm saying is Semitic? When I say Hitler was the man of a year, and at time is a Jewish publication, that is true. You can go right to uh, the, you, uh, Google and look at it right now. You can see that he was held, because Germany was where a lot of uh, Jews were at, and they were rooting for Germany mm-hmm. at first against, uh, against Britain and France. The, Germ- the Jews in America mm-hmm. were rooting for Germany. And then when they made that agreement to get Palestine, everything changed. Where did I get that information? I got it from a Jew. His name is Benjamin Friedman. Right here that you're looking at, right here. If you listen to this audio, he's going to tell you the whole story of what happened in World War I and World War II, why it happened. And that is why it is important for people to understand that, because not only would it go on back then, it's going on the same thing is going on right now. And if you're sitting there in your chair wondering what's going on today and why people are talking about what they're talking about, it's because your stupid ass don't know history. You've got to start and study history first and bring it up to the day to get a clear understanding of what the fuck is going on.
Just saying. Anyway, let me go to the next caller, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. I uh, appreciate you, too. Please. Four three four seventy fifty eight. I got me on here all day today. Four hey, three four seventy fifty eight. I can hear you loud and clear. What's happening? Hey, peace. I appreciate everything you're doing. That's the care part of university. Everybody needs to get in there, man. ASAP. They really do. Hey, they have uh, no idea. They have my, yeah, they have no clue. Is, is everything that you fucking need? But uh. My question is, I'm trying to get my UCC one filed, and they're rejecting it because in Virginia, the creditor and debtor can't be the same person. Any advice on that? Then change the then change the debtor into a trust. Just put your name in all caps, and then put a dash, and then put trust. Because you can call a trust oh. after your name. What's important is okay. not necessarily the name. What's important is for you to get the filing number and then send notices out to everybody. Just get you a filing number. That's what that's what's important for you to get. Don't don't spend so much time worried about the spelling of the name. Worry more so about getting the filing number because you need some you need the commercial chamber to the place to dot to, to lodge notices that you can send out to individuals and to keep track of discharges that you're doing. Don't worry so much about the name. Just change the name. Say John Henry Doe in all caps dash trust. United States Trust. Put it put that on there. Gotcha. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Everybody hit some, hit some fucking like buttons, man. Get in this care for right. credit. Get university. Thank you. I'm going to talk about that some more tonight, too, in class. All right. Gotcha. I'll be in there. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. We'll go to trust account 
and transfer the raise or the credits in that account over into a trust that he created. That's why he was doing, um, that's why he was making a process with a trust and he was helping people get nine, eight numbers and things of that nature. He was actually trying to close that account and it's called collapsing the account. When you have equitable and legal title merged together, the trust collapses and all of the assets in the trust goes to the beneficiary. So him as the beneficiary of that account, that's the process he was trying to do to get that money to the beneficiary. We use a different process. We don't do that. We understand that the beneficiaries, the, the birth certificate is like a trust certificate. It evidences that you have a prorated interest of a distribution from the trust, which gives value to it. And we use that and put a claim on that. And then we put together a birth certificate bond and put it on deposit with the Treasury Department. And then we draw off the credits off of that. You got to understand, brother, this is all a monopoly paper game. Ain't no nothing real of substance operating on this game board. Ain't no gold and silver. Everything is about interest in things, meaning putting a lien against property. Putting a lien against property is what gives value to something. A piece of paper. I've been seeing a lot. It gives a piece of paper that two people have signed and made an agreement to work and pay something. That's the value. A lien. This is all about this is a game of lien. This whole system you is a game of lien. Right, Commercial right. lien. Yep, 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 yep. You gotta study liens. There's a document on the internet. I'm gonna give it to you. What's on SBC University? Let me give y'all this. I don't like to give this out because it is a you no, know, I don't wanna get people in trouble. They'll go out and say, I'm going to lean up the judge. I'm going to put a lean on the judge. But if you want to get a place to start with commercial liens, which you should study, right here, commercial liens, the most potent weapon. Start studying. Come to class tonight. I don't know who, who taught you that process. I'm not saying that it's wrong or anything like that, but I'm not. that's not my process. Right right there, going to get you into discussions with these people because they always post it. All these people think there's a secret account somewhere with their name on it. I try to stay away from sovereign citizen stuff as much as possible. I don't give these people any ammunition to, to put out there. Yeah, man. Huh? I just been going to circles with that process for real. Everything you've been saying has been resonating because I've been seeing every bond, everywhere I go, there's a bond attached. And it is, it's just yeah, trying to get around it. Yeah, it's about bonds. Because there's no money. There isn't any money. People don't understand that. When I say there's no money, there's no gold and silver. There's no money is gold and silver. Let, let, let me let somebody show you. Let me let, what, what, let, let me let J.P. Morgan explain. Is that a banker case? And that gold is money. Everything else is credit. Mm-hmm. Gold is money, man. Everything else is credit. We're in a credit-based system. We operate what's called money of account. It's an accounting. They keep an accounting of, of what's owed, and they have to zero out the books every day. As long as you can zero out the books, there's no need for money. You zero out the books and everything. If you balance the books every day, money is never needed. It's not really needed. That's what the, uh, uh, my man said on the Senate floor. He said, really, money's not really needed. 
It was a perfect scheme. But what it did, it took your privacy away. Gold and silver is what gave you the ability to operate privately. And Paul Warburg, who is Jewish, one of the architects of the Federal Reserve, said very clearly, he said the gold is wasting away in the, in the pockets of the citizens because y'all don't care about gold. All y'all care about is what gold can buy. Gold is for kings. Gold ain't for slaves. So they took the gold out of your hand. I appreciate that, brother. I'm just saying. Come to SBC University, sbcuniversity.com. Sign up. Come to class tonight. I'll be conducting class tonight. Let me go. Let me go to the next call. 251-0878. 251-0878. Yeah. Hello. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Yusuf, man? <clears throat> um, I spoke to you a couple of days ago. I was on my. I was actually on my um my business phone, but I I I was the guy. That was telling you that I had had won the federal lawsuit, and um, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta talk to you, yeah. guy. It slipped my mind, man. My yeah, mind. you good. Go I, 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 but um, I wanted to um to talk about um what's going on uh, in, in these courts because I, I saw your video that I didn't watch all of it when you were talking about the uh the distinction well, between the article. Go, huh? Go ahead. The floor is yours. Let me get a drink. I'm gonna oh, let you talk. Okay. Talk to the people. Um, you can you can just chime in whenever you want to. But um, I want people to know this, man. Uh, I'm sitting in front of my laptops right now. I got two computers, and I'm reading case laws right now. So that's what I'm about to do. Just read a little case law to let people know, like what is going on, because these these um, like the city or these courts or whatever, they have um a dual capacity. Now I'm quite sure you already know that, but they act in a quasi sovereign capacity, and the other capacity is corporate. That's why I was saying, um, like, when they, when they, when they, when they want to bring these, uh, I call them quasi-criminal uh, charges. When they bring these quasi-criminal charges against you, it's a lawsuit, and they're suing you for breach of public policy. That's what they're doing. Yeah, but, um, I agree with that. This is what, um, this, is what this, this, um, this holding hell. This says when a municipality... Uh, has been clothed with powers for the peculiar and special advantages of its inhabitants rather than for the good of the state at large, the corporation has a private character and its liability for torts and otherwise is based upon the same principles as that of a private corporation. Okay, there's another one. Uh, When a municipal corporation engages in activity of a business nature, which is generally engaged in by private individuals or private corporations, it acts. I'm sorry, it acts as such corporations and in not <clears throat> and not in the capacity of a sovereign. So, like when you, like let's say when you file an appeal, okay, um, in a in a, a, a when you post an appeal bond or whatever, that is a contract. And since it's a contract, it's governed by the general rules of contracts, the general principles of contracts. Is what I'm trying to say. That, that's what these judges are saying. So, um, and it, it seems to me that they're right, based on what I've been seeing, that they're right. <clears throat> um, say that again. No, I said okay. I didn't say anything. Go ahead. Okay. Um, let me see. Where was it? Um, also, um, I, I remember you saying something about um, 
when you were when you were talking about uh, I think you were talking about sovereignty or something like that, and you were saying that the uh, the pre the the creature can never um, I guess be superior to the creator or something like that. If I'm not the creation mistaken, cannot be, the creation can never be superior to the creator. No. That's, okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So these um these municipalities the the city of the town of or whatever it's a it's a municipal corporation it's a person that's why you can sue it it can sue you it can it can apply for credit so on and so forth like that um and i i, I really just want people to know this okay it says a corporation is an entity created by compliance with statutory requirements a corporation has the right to sue and be sued just like a natural person. This is an Alabama Supreme Court case, by the way. And it says a corporation, just like an individual, must enforce its own rights and privileges. So that's why they're suing you. When you, when you get these quasi-criminal charges or whatever, it's, and you're right, they're taxes, by the way. I, I, I had a, a court case in here. They're taxes. All of the court, let me see, was it fines? Fine is a tax. A license is a tax. A charge is a tax. All taxes. Court calls it's all a tax. tax. It's all a tax. It's, all a, it's literally all a tax. All of it is a tax. So you're right about that. You've taught me a lot, by the way. But I just want people to know this. This is what's going on. They're filing lawsuits against you, and everything in there is a fiction that they are dealing with. Everything. Judge John Doe, that's a fiction. The city of, that's a fiction. Uh, the defendant is a fiction. Everything in there is a fiction. Everything. It's just a fiction. And I've um I've ran judges off the benches with all this stuff, man. I've had a judge, he recused himself from my case. I never saw him again. Um, traffic tickets, they don't even want to deal with me no more. They just they just get rid if of all you make my them cases. read that if you make them read those charges into the record, at some point they're gonna recuse themselves from the case. They don't want mm-hmm. that liability. You to, gotta put liability on them. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. You have you have to um as a matter of fact, I got a copy of the um in Alabama, it's a blanket bond. That's what they call it, but it's really insurance right. for real. Um, all of the judges have it, yeah. the prosecutors have it, all of them have yep. it, and um, yep. you can file you can file a claim against their bond. And they, generally speaking, uh, pursuant to the statute, they can't they can't hold public office without that bond. The bond is it's just what you said it is. It's a promise, and all the, like all of this shit is a contract, man. All of it is a contract. All of it is contract. Yeah, they they call them agreements. They like the they they don't. I, I'm guessing that that the term contract scares people or whatever, and so they so they don't call them contracts. They call them agreements. But I mean the same principles still apply. So it really doesn't matter what it's called because it's substance over form. So it doesn't even matter. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that I mean that was it. But um. Thank you for you know letting me let people know this. If they want to, if they want any of these cases, just let me know. I have a YouTube channel, by the way, uh, Smart Low TV. Put I'll your channel out. Go ahead and put go ahead and put your channel out. Put your information out there. I can get in contact with you. Tell the people I get in contact oh, with you. Um, it's called Smart Loke TV. That's S M A R T Loke L O C TV. And uh, I, I post videos on there from time to time. I have proof that I won this federal lawsuit. Um, I mean, I still have the checks and all that stuff. Just you know, just for proof. I'm not all gonna right. put some of that stuff on the, but um, it it's on there. Uh, one more thing, uh, you, um, I think we were talking about administrative agencies. Do um, the, these 
these, the, all, in my opinion, based on reading these cases, all of these courts are administrative agencies. It's, it seems like they've they been, they, it's, it seems like they've been given some type of, uh, you might be right, delegation of authority or something, because pursuant to the Alabama Procedure Act, in the definition for the word agency, it just says the courts. And that's vague. To me, that's vague as hell, because, like, which courts are you talking about? Admit, talking when you about look up the definition of Article One court, that's what they are. They're administrative courts. They're administrative agencies. The agencies, when you go into court, it's really the agency that's bringing action against you. When you get arrested that's by right. the DEA and you go into court, it's the DEA's court that's bringing the action against you. If you get arrested by um, the IRS, is the IRX is the agency. They bring it. These agencies, administrative laws, agency law. That's why you got to study administrative law and American jurisprudence. Man. They are these administrative agencies. They are a lot of people don't know this because they are they look like courts, but they are not courts. They look like courts. They are, they are not like courts. Court. Yeah, they look just like something like them and everything. They are not courts. They they they've been you, with. Go ahead. That's why when you go in there, you have to ask them. Okay, you go in there and you ask them that question. Is this civil or criminal? You got to under what jurisdiction are you operating from? And and you you can't say if you go in and say is this an Article One or Article Three court? They're gonna they're gonna try to threaten you with contempt just for asking that question. I don't know why. So you gotta you gotta ask them in a different way. But you can't say directly mm-hmm. is this an Article One or Article Three court? They yeah, will never they, tell you. Honestly, they have to, yeah, they they have to tell you or they lose jurisdiction. They're not gonna tell you though, but they have to tell you. But, um, They're supposed to, but the, see, that's what Howard, that's what Howard Freeman and the UCC connection. That's why I did a very, I took my time and did a very nice video, put music and everything with it because he gave me a lot of information and set me on the right track too. That UCC connection book, the UCC connection with okay. Howard Freeman, it's it's right there on my YouTube channel. Everybody got to watch okay. it and listen to that because he's talking. That judge was explaining to him. Why we can't tell y'all what jurisdiction they operate under? The judge told him that. What happened in 19, the Erie versus Railroad case was the first that changed mm-hmm. the whole court system. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I need to. I, I have to. I have to study that some more because I'm. I'm still. I'm a tad bit confused, but I think I get. I think I get what happened. But um, these, started these, using uh, commercial law. Commercial law. So you and Perry versus law, the United States. Yeah, and Perry versus the United States is another case you got to read about the gold, about the gold rescission. Perry versus the United okay. States. Okay, okay. Um, uh, I wanted to come in on these administrative agencies again, and then I'll be it. You know, I know you got other people on the phone. But, right, go ahead. Um, these administrative agencies, I want y'all to just pay attention to, just listen closely to me. I'm telling you verbatim what these judges have said, and I know you know this, Yusuf. But these administrative agencies, they are saturated. In, in other words, they are mixed with quasi-legislative and judicial authority. That's that's yeah. the whole confusion. That's the whole confusion about what which type of hat these motherfuckers is wearing. That's the problem right there. Now, when I when I say well, if you look on my screen, that's what I was telling y'all today in the first video. I was trying to explain that they exercise in legislative power. An executive power, mm-hmm. an agency can that, exercise all those powers, but they do it in mm-hmm. an Article One court. It's not confusing to me. Mm-hmm. I understand it perfectly how it operates. But if you want to get some insight, you need to study American jurisprudence on administrative agencies. 
You got to go do the yep. study on it and make it understood. Yep. And that's what people get confused. They exercise an executive, legislative, and judicial power under one branch, mm-hmm. but it's only within that's the what? sphere of the delegated authorities that they possess. And that's why you got to know under Article One, Section Eight of the Constitution, you got to know the uh, the numeration of powers of the legislature. One of them is the Commerce Clause, Article One, Section Eight, Clause Three. Article One, Section Eight, Clause Nine allows them to make tribunals that are inferior to the Supreme Court. That's your administrative mm-hmm. court. And Article One, Section Eight, Clause Seventeen is their jurisdiction. That's it, man. Okay, so I tell you, usually with the Article One, Section Eight, Clause Seventeen, those are the territorial courts, right? Yeah, that's that's what they got jurisdiction. It's all territorial. Okay. And you got to have a okay. to come in a territorial court. You need to have a contract. That's right. Or have okay. a membership card. That's they made the, they made uh, you the a member of. They made you a member of they of they of the of the of the territory by giving you a membership card called a social security number. Okay, I see what you're saying. Also, uh, if, if y'all don't notice, administrative agencies are members of the, the executive branch of government. That's, That's what, what I showed you right here. They are right here. They all of them here. They are right here. These all of them: Department of State, Department of Treasury, Department of Defense, Department mm-hmm. of Justice, FBI, yep. Department yep. of the Interior. All mm-hmm. these are executive, but they've been delegated power by the legislature, and that's why you see them under this branch right here. They really under Article Two, which is the executive branch, but they are exercising delegated powers from Article One. You got to study delegation of powers doctrine. Y'all can Google this okay. right now and find all kind of uh, law reviews written on the subject. Delegation of powers to, right. Art, to uh, Article 2. You de- they delegate powers to Article 3. That's why you have an Article 3 judge sitting in a, an administrative court. They can be an Article 3 I judge, have. but they're not acting in that capacity. They're not acting as a constitutional authority. They're there as an administrator. You know what? You're right. There there are two constitutions. I mean, there are two um, Supreme Courts because I, I want to say the Judiciary Act of 1871 created a Supreme Court for the United States. But then the Constitution also created a Supreme Court. The Judiciary Act, the Judiciary Act, that Supreme Court is created by the legislature. You're absolutely correct. Uh-huh. I don't know why people don't okay. like it. And you know what? The uh, Supreme Court justices, uh, they got a letter from Wa- uh, George Washington. That's why when you studied that in that, um, in that uh, United States Constitution analysis and interpretation, you can find it in there. I'm going to show you. I'm going to try to show you all tonight where the Supreme Court justices, the first Supreme Court justices, were questioning that. They said, how y'all going to create two, two offices for the Supreme Court? It seemed like that's a contra- conflict of interest. They were asking, they were doing this from the very beginning. Y'all better, y'all better wake up, man. <laughs> y'all better wake up, man. They, they messed up. They got me on, they got me on their ass. Y'all, y'all should have never <laughs> fucked over me. I'm trying to tell you, they should have never <laughs> fucked over me. I'm going to get on your ass. And you should have never yeah, sit there and act like you the most superior, intelligent. And I, okay, we'll see if we can. We'll see if we can uh, uh, untangle this this little thing y'all put y'all this stuff. You know, because the creator's balanced universe, he's gonna send somebody. Somebody's gonna get sent. That's why y'all wanted all these abortions and everything, because it would be other ones down here doing it too. They weren't killing them all off. Okay. Anyway, okay. brother, look, I gotta get off, man. I got to get ready to go to class tonight. It is 7.17. What time is it? Y'all got to get ready to go to class at 9. I got to lay down for a little while. So I'm going to end this right now. I did two shows today, y'all. Two. Yeah, you did. You did. You was oh. on the road today, man. I got to catch that other video. You was on the road today. 
right, y'all. But, uh, all right, man. I'll yeah, see you tonight. Call, all, right. Man. all right, peace, peace. Peace. All right, y'all. That's it for me tonight. See y'all tonight. Don't forget to hit that like button. Like, comment, and subscribe. Hit me on the Cash App, Yusuf L19 on the Cash App. Or PayPal, paypal.me forward slash useavail. Paypal.me forward slash useavail if you ain't got cash yet. Get me right there. I'll see y'all tonight, y'all. Peace. Peace to the God. See you tonight.